What is going on, Internet? Welcome back to another episode of Nerdy Namicron. I am your host, Alex, a.k.a. Snurfin, and this marks episode 30, the Dirty 30. Welcome to it. <laughs> Welcome back. We were on a little bit of a hiatus, taking a break, and we have some news on that in just a minute. But joining me, of course, my two homies. And I almost forgot their names. I don't even know how that even happened. That's okay. I'm it's not even high yet. Podcast. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you shouldn't have outed yourself like that. That's okay. Well, <sighs> I'm not high. I'm not high yet. Is that a? Is that better? It's not. It's not better yeah. at all. Ollie, the monstrosity. <laughs> what up, man? Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm doing great. Glad to be back. Are we unofficially or officially calling this season two? Or I uh, haven't really decided where we're going with that yet but we can we can call the season two if you want yeah i kind of like that idea but of course it's up to you guys of course and also ryan synthetic what up man hello hello there he is and here we are episode 30 wait, wait, wait. fuck all right may not there. be a big deal to you it's a big deal for me it's episode 30 it's a it's a three zero that means Potentially, that's you know, thirty weeks, but it's but it's sure, been a lot sure more a... than thirty weeks since we started. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but in recent news, we have separated from Rat House Productions. We are our own label, studio thingy. Product production, I think. We are our own production. We are still, however, affiliated with Blind Knowledge, and special thanks to Joey at Blind Knowledge for helping us out got us a brand new rss feed um so that we can continue to bring you fine folks the episodes of things that you love and uh yeah we got a lot to cover today i mean it's there's a lot has gone down since our break um mm -hmm. i don't know if we have time to go over absolutely everything but that's okay because we've got more time next week uh to get uh, get things going but um Let's start with Stranger Things, this uh, yeah. part one of season four. Holy shit, what a crazy season. But I'm going to toss this over to Ollie to get us started. Hmm. Yeah, so um, I, I don't know what it is about Netflix and TV shows, but they seem to cancel shows really early in a lot of cases. But this is one show that's kind of like their baby. And it's it's what, the Duffer Brothers? right yeah. that are yeah. yeah and they're just doing like a really good job like every season they up the stakes they introduce new characters that you actually like care about um like my favorite character this season is argyle like i'm really looking forward to seeing more of him i think he was <laughs> i think he was the guy in the movie the package the netflix movie that's i think that's where i've seen him from i don't um, even know what that is oh it's just like it's it's kind of like a a teen comedy like stoner film i guess vibe where it's just like a they go camping the dude accidentally chops his dick off and it's like a comedy of them like them in the group trying to like make it through the woods to to how does get someone accidentally... i it's been a while but i think it was like he chopped it off with an axe somehow i think yeah no but anyways he's he's, he's a pretty decently funny guy I like his line deliveries and I do like the uh, the kind of like Jonathan Argyle like stoner vibe going on. Oh yeah, me too. I thought that, that was... was like 
I thought that was like a really good like I like how every character has their kind of like tie to the time period and like they just like showing that through their personalities right um not to say that that's not the case anymore in this time period but yeah it's just funny um but yeah like i i was kind of impressed with the villain this time i'm really interested going forward learning more about the upside down because i feel like as much as we know about the upside down from four like three and a half seasons of the show now i feel like we're just scratching like the surface of like what the upside down is and no one's really like explained it too much other than that it's a hive mind and it's from a different universe that likes to take over other universes presumably um so yeah i'm just really curious about that um and then like overall i felt this season was was really good it definitely lived up to the hype there were definitely some like emotionally charged scenes that obviously a lot of people have been liking i think they've been doing a lot of the characters like decent justice um and i hope that like that continues because i know for me the biggest character that i felt was like like had an injustice was um uh i can who's who's the one in the group that's playing basketball right now why am i forgetting his name lucas lucas Lucas, yeah. yeah thank you and i felt like they haven't really utilized his character a whole lot in previous seasons compared to dustin and um and the others so i'm glad to see that he actually has kind of like a direct hand in things this time um but yeah yeah we'll see going forward what they end up doing with certain characters and and it it definitely is a lot darker like steve harrington going through what he did in the upside down was like i was pretty convinced that we were going to see him die no yeah me too i I I will never kill harrington harrington's too much of a hero they have to kill someone. Like the main cast in season one has been around. They've only ever oh, killed like side. They will kill somebody. Right? You know who they're gonna yeah. kill? First, they're gonna kill Hopper. Cause fuck us, just, right? But we just had a Hopper fake out. Yeah, death yeah. Last we, we, we we just got him back. I know, but that's exactly why they're gonna do it. They're gonna kill Hopper, and they're probably gonna kill Murray as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see Murray. I can see Murray dying yeah. for sure. But, but Hopper, <laughs> like, they just killed Bob in season two with yep. with Winona, right? Yep. And then they're going to kill Hopper again? Yep. Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Of course, they're going to kill Hop. He's going to do, it's going to be a big sacrifice play. He's going to save everybody. Goodbye, Hop. Say goodbye to Hop now. I don't Say know. Say goodbye. I don't know. Because what if it's, art- uh... Instead of Hopper that makes a sacrifice play, it's that uh, that other girl, the ginger girl. Max? Yeah. Fuck that. I hope can't not. Kill Max. I no, because they die. just had a thing where she, you know what, That, but that could be a fake out where she like ran. That is kind of her whole character, died. right? Like ever since she was introduced and like especially her choice in songs and that song has been like her theme song <laughs> since season three. Okay, but this is where I feel the show is at a really tough um place because every single character like most of the main cast has had one person close to them like die the only two families i'd argue that haven't had that happen are the wheelers and um the buyers like jonathan will and and winona why why am i forgetting her name anyways oh my god joyce 
Joyce, yeah, thank you, <laughs> are are still alive, and so is Nancy Wheeler and um. Jesus, sorry. <clears throat> and what's the kid from its name in this? I've been watching too much TV. I don't remember names Mike. anymore. Mike, thank you. Mike and Nancy are are still alive. Their families haven't been affected, but every other family has had like one person die. And I kind of don't see Hopper dying because there's the whole Hopper L like re- redemption arc of like being having a a dad and then being a dad that actually like can protect his daughter. Um, yeah. So and by protecting I, his daughter, he needs to sacrifice himself in order to do so. It's the yeah, that's true. Play. But but what I what I'm getting at is I think they need a happy ending. I don't think the show is going to end with L having yet another parental figure, unless it's just Joyce. I guess I could see that. But but Hopper gone, I don't know. I think that's a little bit. I think they needed a redemption arc where like they can actually live like a family. I think this show, it's a family show. It's gonna have a happy ending. Most characters won't die. I would I'm bet. Sorry. Like, did you just say this is a family show? Yeah, it's it's got it's it's got demographics. It's a show that hits every demographic, thus a family show. <laughs> it's got young characters it's got teenage characters and it's got adult characters that's what i call a family show because everyone has some interest in the show no matter what the demographic they are i suppose but i guess i i associate family with like 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 rated g you know what i mean yeah that's and fair this is, and this is far from it like <laughs> yeah i know but like i would yeah like the first season definitely was really suspenseful and kind of scary and every season has kind of escalated that to a certain point. I do still think that the second season is the worst. But, um, like, yeah, I, I I think that for the most part, the show is going to have a happy ending. And I don't think we're going to lose too many of too much of the main cast. I think that's not what they're going to go for, especially since a lot of the characters are so iconic. But I could see I could see Jonathan and I could see um, either Mike or Nancy bite the bullet they can't kill mike then who's l gonna be in love with she's a grown woman she can be in love with anybody else then if she's a grown woman she can be without a father figure mm, you Boom got me logic. there yeah Boom, logic. <laughs> you, got, you got me there all right well, well well ryan what do you what do you think about the show i really liked this season i thought it was uh actually probably my favorite season since the first I second that. Oh, so you guys, um, you guys say that the first season is like the all-time best so far until this season? I think um, so. I, I mean, I, I do like the first season a, a lot. This season is really good, but I just, I, I can't help but feel a little bit um, skeptical at the beginning of every season of Stranger Things, except the first one. And I don't know why that is. Maybe it's just because I'm very used to other shows just like progressively getting worse over time. And uh, and like Stranger Things is obviously not done that, but I can't help but feel like I need more episodes to get as, um, uh, what's the word? Invested. Yeah, invested in it than I did the first season. Like, the first season, I feel like it caught me right away. Oh, yeah. And the rest of the seasons, I felt like by the end of the first episode, I was still kind of like, I did really like this, but I didn't like these things about it. And then I kept going and, like, 
um, found out that these things were were done in a in a different way than most shows would approach said problems. Mm-hmm. Like, like the issue of having all these characters right now in season four. A lot of shows would just start to discard them in a way, like not not killing them off, but just not writing them in. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. And at least this show still manages to keep all of these characters intact while giving them all a story arc of some kind in any given season. Yeah, I agree. That's kind of hard to balance. I mean, obviously some characters take a seat back. Like I was saying with Lucas, I feel like he hasn't really gone as much screen time as all the other characters. And this season is finally, I feel like he's going to play a bigger role. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is... um, uh, Jonathan kind of doesn't have like too big of a role right now. Like he's kind of just like the comedic relief of the oh, season. Oh, he's definitely in the back burner right now. Yeah. Even though like they're on, they are technically on an important mission. Yeah. But I feel like that, that side, that crowd, like Argyle, Jonathan, um, who else is there? Not Dustin. Mike. Cause he's with Harrington. Mike. Mike. And, and now Dustin's girlfriend. Well. And now, do you do you think that she, they're going to carry her through? I think her part's done. No, I think she's she's um, she's just kind of like the, the, I don't know, like a temporary character for an episode or two, just like just like eight was in season. Yeah, two, she's was just it? a she's yeah. just a MacGuffin. Yeah, sure. Um, but, yeah, yeah, but an interesting character, anyways. Um, I think she's kind of fun, but yeah, I don't really like. I think what Ryan were you kind of getting at like they kind of split the characters into different groups because that was honestly my biggest gripe about season two was I felt like there were like two or three characters that never interacted with each other until the very last episode of the season like throughout the series and Mm -hmm. it wasn't apparent to me the first watch but I recently before this season came out rewatched all of Stranger Things and I 100% think that like season one is like an 80% season three is like an 85 percent and for me season two is like a six like a 60 percent like i I mean i like to me the difference in that aspect of season two versus season four is that in season four we already have these characters established and that's what makes the biggest difference is that they don't need to interact for us to know that um they are going to grow with or without this interaction and I think that's yeah. why I uh, don't have as much of an issue with season four as I did with that being the case in season two. Um, but I, I can't understand yeah, it. Like no. some people might not like that as much about it. I agree. I think the dynamic is a little bit better in season four. And I think the only weak point of the show it, for me is not even related to like anything really about the show aside from, I'm not a fan of when shows do like like year gaps. I think it's really weird when they when every season I know it's you know, the kids are going through puberty and whatever and they look much older and you can't really fake it too well, but every every episode or every season rather, they kinda go like, Oh, it's been a year <clears> since <throat> the events in Hawkin and then yet it like happens again on that date and they never I don't think once they've ever really pointed out at least in the last two seasons, that this stuff happens like clockwork. I think they yeah. might have mentioned it something in season two, um, 
because of because of the in that episode when they were discovering the tunnels that will was drawing i think they mentioned that oh like it happened a year ago today wasn't it and um yeah so like that kind of bugs me that they just do time jumps like like why would why would the upside down wait that long in between people that they send over to to try to take over earth again you know so I just hope they well. They you're not going to be happy to hear that season five is apparently supposed to be quite a couple of years uh, ahead. Really, of where they are currently. Yeah. Well, there's it's supposed already... to be a, like a good. I think it's like two or three year time skip. Holy shit! Really? Wow. Yeah, not for like part two, like season five. I know. I know. Yeah. But like, is there going to be a season five? I was quite certain yeah. this is where they end it. No, no. No, season they five all the cast has been talking about it. Yeah, season. I'm pretty sure back in season two, uh, Duffer Brothers were like, it's got a five season arc that they envisioned, which is I think part of the reason that Netflix definitely um, gave them the green light, especially with how successful it's been, is because they they kind of see an end to it. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be like spin-offs of some kind after Stranger Things. <laughs> oh yeah, 100%. I think you're right on the money there. <laughs> yeah, um, well, the it's is, just you can still have a cash Stranger cow. Things. You can still have a Stranger Things series, but with different um, a different cast entirely. Oh yeah, like that's what I mean. Like just spin-off, just in same universe kind of thing, but could be a completely different cast of characters and different could... place too. It doesn't even have to be yeah. in Hawkins. Or it doesn't even have to well, be in the 1980s either. Well, that's what I was kind of hoping, that if they're going to go forward with this, that they move it to, maybe not modern, but like, fuck it. The 2000s. Roll through the, roll through the, no, roll through the 90s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, they're kind of doing that because they kind of referenced that the Upside Down was in like 1970 or whatever with the... No, 1986. 1986? No, or was because... It 1984? because young l when she sent vecna into the upside down it was 1979 right but the time skip between present and and the upside down because it was uh was four years well upside down stopped in 1986 in the events of when will byers in the first season but vecna um had a connection when l put him there in 1979 that wasn't the night that she escaped that was she was younger yeah yeah so so before l even made the connection with the demogorgon she she inadvertently sent him to the upside down so i feel like that's a huge like lore thing it there must be some connection with whatever the psychic powers they have and the upside down there must be some inherent connection so i'm kind of curious like i feel like we're just scratching the surface with the upside down and then it, another big clue is that it 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 happened in 1986 right i was trying to remember like it's that scene where they go back to nancy's place to go grab the guns when they're in the upside down they notice that one the, they're not there and she's got diary entries from four years prior yep and i think it was 83 oh yeah yeah i think it was 83 when first season when Stranger Things 1 was happening. Yep. Stranger Things. I need to, it's bugging me. I gotta... Hmm. Okay, no, yeah, 83. 83 is from when those were. So so right now, then, 
was four years back, so it's 87 currently. Yes, yeah, I think That's it's the about year 87. I was born. Nice. Maybe there's a connection there. There's not. Something about the Upside Down <laughs> and you, um, you know, just it, it's destiny. So um, the Upside Down was... Now, was the Upside Down actually created when she sent Vecna through the fucking portal? Or has it always just been there and that's just what happened? And that's where he went? I, I think the second thing, because Vecna, um, they... I mean, I know the kids don't know about how any of the upside down works, but they were when they were going through, you know, the Demogorgons are, are the soldiers, and then um, then we got to Vecna. He was the five star general. So there's someone above the five star general. The mind flare. Right? Well, that was the mind flare. Yeah, the mind flare. So like, I think something existed before Vecna because he would be the top, right? Unless he made the mind flare and that somehow controls everything else. No, that doesn't make sense. I think the mind flare was definitely there first. Yeah, I, that's what I think. I think that um, whatever she sent Vecna through, you know, like I think part of it is that they're putting her in the simulation to remember that because I think what they're getting at is that was her most powerful um, form when she thought of a memory that made her s sad and used that anger or something like that, right? That was Vecna's whole advice. That was the thing that they were trying to teach her how to control her powers and be even stronger than she was. Right. So um, I think that whatever she did there was what transformed him so quickly into, into the Vecna we know in, in, you know, quote unquote, the modern day in season four. And um, yeah, so it transformed him. It was always there. It wasn't that he went through the cosmos and then it like made it multiverse or whatever, but. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he, he was introduced to it and he just found a way to survive off it. What I'm kind of assuming is that he found a way to kind of siphon like life energy from creatures in the Upside Down. And that's how he's been slowly becoming more powerful enough to make rifts in the in like Earth and make portals and whatnot. That's kind of what I'm thinking they're going to go with. Yeah, well, he's got to be doing something. There's no way you just exist in that plane for... Without any kind of sustenance, unless in that plane you don't need to eat. Yeah. Well, that's what I think. Siphon energy. Yeah, that's why I think he siphons energy because there's nothing to eat. It's probably toxic to you, right? Because when Will Byers was <clears throat> was lost in the Upside Down, they ended up finding him attached to like a wall, right? So I think over time, it's just it's in the air. There's you know it, it'll get to you. <clears throat> I think that's I think that's what the upside down does. It like toxifies you slowly just being there. So Yeah, well I hope they touch they touch a little bit more on, on all that. Yeah. But like the one thing we haven't seen at all this season is where is the mind flare? Yeah, that's what I'm curious about too. There's no real mention of the mind flare. Um, and now there's like these bat creatures, which is kind of interesting. I I'm sure they're nothing, but I just think this is the first time they've really had two different types this is the first season actually they've had three different types of um upside down monster appear right they've had the demogorgon they've had the bats and now they have vecna whereas before it was just the mind flare and like demo dogs is the right. most they've shown in one season so i feel like we're slowly gonna get towards a place like i heard their budget has been like exponentially increased for season four too well, so i'm hoping so 
yeah, like I'm hoping that we are going to get a little bit more of the upside down because so far it just seems so desolate. And like, why is it just one Demogorgon chasing Will? Why weren't there the bats where Will was? Why wasn't there the Demo dogs? Why wasn't the Mind Flayer chasing him back then? Like, that's what I'm curious about. I feel like, I feel like they have to explain that somehow. Otherwise, it's just going to be like one big plot well, hole for me, or not plot hole, but plot armor. Like, of course, there's a bigger bad, but I'd like to see the ecosystem or, or what it entails. Well, I mean, if the upside down is a mirrored version of our reality, um, the Earth is quite large, sir. So maybe these beings and entities are not concentrated specifically in Hawkins. Maybe they're somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't doubt that. But if it's a mirror of the upside down of, the, of Earth, wouldn't it have as much as a population of Earth or even other ecosystems like birds and, and bugs and things like that? Like, that's what I'm curious about. Like, why is it just Demogorgons and whatever? Like, they just assimilate all, like, you know biological life kind of like that have you seen the new season of the love death and robots there's like an episode where they they go and find an alien hive mind in an asteroid and yeah. they're just kind of like studying it that's kind of what i feel like it is is like the upside down is 100 percent just a hive mind i mean they've said that too in previous seasons and it just kind of assimilates all matter but i'm curious why it takes the form that it does and i'm curious why the upside down is the upside down like why is it a, a reverse earth so to speak and not like looking like an alien planet like yeah like i'm just kind of curious why that their particular universe looks like earth Good in yeah yeah so like there's a lot of there's a lot of things that this season just like brings up even more and i feel like they're teasing us with these with these little keys here and there I do trust them to, to give us the answers, though. Like, more so than most other shows, uh, I trust that we'll get proper closure on things whenever Stranger Things comes to a proper ending. Yeah. I mean, however long it takes, right? Yeah. Then again, like, I don't know if they ever will fully explain exactly what the Upside Down is. Yeah, that's the other thing too, right? They could totally take a Lovecraftian route with this and just like never explain it because that's part of the the horror of it is you're not supposed to understand. That's part of the point. So they could totally do that. And I would still be happy to be honest. I just would like to see all the all the demo gorgons, demo dogs together in like one shot to just know that they're kind of always there. Well, I, what if like, what if all of those things are just spawned as they need to be though? Yeah, that's that's another thing they could totally go with. Honestly, like they've, it's not like they've written themselves into a corner. They definitely have the upper hand. They definitely have. They could spin this anyway because it's the fucking multiverse. Or well, right. But know. we've seen that demo dogs come from like those slug leg creatures somehow. Yeah, and then become demo gorgons presumably, right? Well, I mean that's what i would like to think i thought that that's um, what they were getting at did they never show it become a demogorgon i don't think they've ever shown the full process hmm. but then Cause like, it, yeah because in season two it just was right it was just like because it, well, it was right, season it was season one demo was dog and season demo one. right and then season two was yeah. just demo dogs 
but there was no oh all the way around yeah yeah <clears throat> right um and like demogorgons are like way bigger and much more humanoid in nature they're like mm-hmm. nine feet tall the, i think the, they said than the demo dogs right so like it looks like the natural progression and now the the question is 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 there something more that we haven't met or is that the final the final evolution from oh, a well, slug I've, to I've, dog from dog to man dog we're we're forgetting about the season three one where it was like a mind the, player no the smaller one the smaller mind flayer, or was that supposed to be mind flayer controlled? That was matter? just the that was just the mind flayer in flesh. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I suppose it was. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think the season three guy was definitely the scariest. I would not want to be fucking assimilated into that because there's no there's no coming back from that, you know. Well, right. And like, what exactly is the mind flayer? Like, what what are these beings in, in exactly? Like, I get that they're psychically connected and linked to to our world but like what the fuck are they and how did they become yeah i think that's one of the things that that's gonna be better left explained to that level of detail unexplained to that level of detail because i think it's gonna be it, it's the same kind of horror that you see in in the mist i don't know if you you read that book or watched the movie or i've show. seen the movie with uh with yeah. thomas jane yeah Wicked um, fucking movie, by the way. I know, yeah, and the the ending of of that was darker than the ending of the book, um, but yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> the ending of that was darker than the entire fucking movie. <laughs> like, was... like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That it was. was insane. <laughs> it was a good movie. I really liked that movie. Um, is that a Stephen King um, book? The Mist. Sure it is. is right. Yeah, that's like the one Stephen King movie that. I think is my favorite is the mist. Um, I think the first it movie, the recent one is, is kind of second place there. I usually you know, don't really like Stephen King. Those. Uh, I really? still have not watched the new it films. I've, I've watched the older one, the, the series that was, it's definitely very good. Like the, the, the second movie. one, the second one with the adults and <clears throat> James McAvoy and everything was, was, was good too. But I just think this the first one with um, Mike from Stranger Things was was even better. Um, Finn Wolfhard, right? Finn Wolfhard, that's it. Yeah. And yeah. speaking of him, I think they're doing another Ghostbusters with him. I'm starting to see like some promo stuff on Instagram that they're taking them to like all these kids to set pieces from the original Ghostbusters. I think they're gonna, unless that's from making of the first movie. But that didn't even take place in New York, so that's kind of no. It took place out here in 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 Calgary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Outside. Well, no, but I was meaning where it was set, which was like South Carolina or something, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it was in a weird place. Yeah. Um, because like the the first two were in New York. Yeah, first like three. the originals. I count the female Ghostbusters. Thank you very much. Do you want a medal for that? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Look somewhere the fuck else because you're not getting one from me, sir. Oh. That movie was a heaping pile of trash. It was very entertaining. It I was think. not really all that entertaining, and it was poor, in my opinion. Sorry, and it was also poorly written. I felt like it could have been done way better, way better. And can sure, we stop? Yeah. Can we stop 
letting Melissa McCarthy do the same role in every fucking movie? Yeah. I mean, as as soon like as Like the woman saw... has the woman has range. That's the thing. She's a great actress and yet she still does the same shit in every fucking movie and it drives me nuts. Yeah, I mean that's fair, but at the same time that's literally what I think of of um Steve Carell, Will Ferrell. No, I was going to say the famous <laughs> What's the one that was just in Top Gun? Tom Cruise? Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. That's what I feel like yeah. about Tom Cruise. He plays literally the same character in everything he is. I don't think I remember a one badass? movie. Huh? Yeah, that's that sounds about right. He's he's a he's a badass in every movie. I know, but like Because Tom like, Cruise like, I don't know if you know, but he actually has superhuman powers because he's a Scientologist. Yeah. Did he tell you that? <laughs> But he did tell me that himself, actually, psychically. <laughs> oh, anyways, like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't see, like, the the whole issue with playing playing with your strengths, you know? And plus, some people just like certain genres. Like, Melissa McCarthy likes to be in comedy movies, and Tom Cruise likes to be in action movies. So you're going to get typecast at a certain point. So I, I kind of, like, I see the point with typecasting, but I think the bigger issue with typecasting is when you have one role to start your career and then everyone sees you as that role from then on. I think you're a successful actor, whether you're being typecast or not, if people remember all the roles you're in versus just knowing you from that one movie, you know? Um, Is it any different being known from that one movie or being known as the same character in every other movie? I think so, yeah. Because, like, there's all these other projects that you're a part of, and, you know, part of the, being an actor is getting recognition for them. So, I mean, sure, it's a big role. Like, look at Daniel Radcliffe with Harry Potter, like, which was is very, very popular of a right. franchise. But and then, has, he, he, has he played a wizard since, though? No. I, like, that's, that's the thing, is he broke the typecast because he... He was shoehorned as Harry Potter, and that's what people would see him as. So that's why he went out of his way, presumably, I don't know this, to, to do all these indie movies and not really do like mainstream Hollywood. And he took different roles and whatnot. But then there's people who like to be in those genres who just keep doing it, you know? So it really depends <sighs> on the person, but... All I'm yeah. saying is that woman is a fantastic actress, and she can do more than just. What was what was she in that like? Because I've only ever seen her in like comedies where she plays the same character. Like, what was well, she in that? Right, she, had, she was like... in Gilmore Girls. Oh, Mike and Molly. It? Yeah, Mike and Molly, but that's comedy again. Mike and Molly. Comedy, Girls, yes, but it's you... not. It's not the same. It's not the same style of comedy. Yeah, I guess. But, so definitely more dramatic role. And that's the thing. It's like she can do that and she's really fucking good at it. But just, I mean, and you're right. It could just be a personal preference. It could be something she's comfortable with. So that's what she likes doing. But like, holy fuck, lady, you have, you have other talent. You should be using that other talent. You're going to end up like people like Will Ferrell and fucking Steve Carell. And you're going to just, you're forever, forever be known as that person. I don't think that's, you're not maxing your potential when when you're just the one character, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. For me, for me, that's that's just my. But then, my what take do you, what do you, what do you consider about those actors that are um, 
not so typecast. They play very different roles, yet at the same time, it's pretty. Um, it's it's pretty. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Pretty normal for for them, you know. Like it's, it it feels like it's a. So like I guess I'll just say an example. Like two examples I can think of is Johnny Depp and uh, Gary Oldman is like they're in a lot of movies and they play very different characters and they're not necessarily typecast but you know what i mean is like they're they play certain characters usually right but i don't think you could typecast johnny depp because his range is so wide yeah it is but he's he still plays like silly characters usually yeah i don't know like before he got removed from fantastic beasts his grindelwald was fantastic yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and I, I really hope to see him in Aquaman 2 as Mira. <laughs> you want to see Johnny Depp as Mira? Yeah, I think it's only fair. I think it's only fair. They they have a... Uh, what's that one where they put faces on people? Deep fake? Yeah. Deep fake? They have deep fake. They can just put Johnny Depp on, on her uh, face. Even if it's just 10 minutes of screen time. <laughs> No. (laughs) (laughs) Who was the other example you gave me? You gave me Johnny Depp and Gary Oldman. Gary Gary Oldman. Oldman. Yeah, he's harder. Has been in everything. Oh, he has been in everything, but he's always been a different character. But when you think about what characters he's played, you can kind of picture that. Yeah, that's a Gary Oldman kind of character. Oh, he was Commissioner Gordon at one point. He was the villain in the Fifth Element. Yeah. He was uh, Doctor Smith in the old fucking lost in space movie yeah he was yeah okay and plus then, he um, was a harry potter plus like the, his the, his list goes on yeah, and on and on fifth element and uh um, that is a that is Matt, a man of of many yeah times. oh yeah 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 i think he's he's i think he's definitely my whenever i think of an actor with range i think it, I, gary oldman's like the first person to come to mind do you, sure. do you know who my first person that comes to mind is who Kevin Spacey, but unfortunately, oh. <laughs> unfortunately, he's been in he's been in a weird spot lately. Yeah, I heard I heard um he's been trying to make a comeback in the indie movie. Um, hey, scene. good for him if he can if he can find if he can if he can have a redemption arc in life if he can yeah. actually atone for all the bullshit he did. Well, there's and there's come back a... to the silver screen. I was actually reading an article where like a lot of the guys that were hit heavy with the me too movement. Um, they're actually like all doing like Sundance film festivals, intense uh, rehab films right now. <laughs> like each one of them is like trying to make a comeback at this point. So. I mean, like interesting. I was, I was so disappointed when that whole thing fucking exploded. I was like, you can't take Kevin Spacey from me. Yeah. Well, when, like two of two of his like iconic roles for me is definitely going to be seven and um what am i what am i thinking uh hor- like i guess not iconic but like two of the first ones i think of is horrible bosses and seven and like yeah i see what you mean where like where he has a range but then i and then i even like raise the movie that he did with jeff bridges i think we talked about it on the podcast before where he plays like a dude in a mental K-Pax. ward k-pax yeah where he thinks that he's like an alien but he really just saw like a severe trauma where the like family was murdered um 
that was like a really weird movie that didn't need to happen because it didn't really feel like there was an ending and it didn't really feel like there was a beginning. <laughs> um, and like, yeah, he had range in that too, I guess. But Seven, yes, but I also associate him with The Usual Suspects. I don't think I've ever seen that. <clears throat> also uh, a really good Ridley Scott film. You should check that shit out. Oh, and if you haven't seen that movie, it is fucking awesome. Speaking of Ridley Scott, they canceled his produced show um, Among the Wolves, or what was it? it was Raised by Brave. Wolves? Raised by Wolves, yeah. No, I didn't even yeah. get a chance to fucking watch it. Oh, dude, like, kind of don't, because it's just a lot of... Like, it, it's a good show. It's got huge production value. It's got a lot of like great acting but it's like two seasons of like what the hell is happening oh my god that season finale is like fucked get out of here what what is happening like i really want to know what's going on and it they really just don't get much anywhere with explaining things they always go back to atheists versus the mithraic and like raising the children and whatnot so i'm not really sure where the show was going it had a lot of different like avenues and and plot twists and it's worth watching if you're into like obscure sci-fi but i don't know it's definitely not one that you that you have to wake up from like for, i don't know you know as, as far as obscure sci-fi goes i think my my level my peak is dune <clears throat> okay yeah if if because that it, shit's out much, there man <laughs> yeah it, it's like it's like the dune movie where it just like things are very slow and then by the end of the season you're like actually a lot happened but it was like once per episode there'd be something that happened and they just raised like every episode about that planet they were on just raised like way more questions <clears throat> like it, it like i'd be really interested to find out like what the plan was right but um yeah anyways got canceled yeah. Well, I mean, we've veered so far off topic. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. Funny. Yeah, Ryan, this is all your fault, bro. Yeah. I know. You, you brought this us here. Exactly you I were just thinking. like, Melissa McCarthy, Alex, go. And I went off. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn. I want to hear everyone's opinions about Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> um, getting back to Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, I thought season four was fucking brilliant and i'm i'm of the same mind ollie i agree with you i think season two was the weakest yeah thank you um it didn't um i mean sure if you feel like you need it (laughs) (laughs) um there it wasn't really a whole lot that went on in season two really to be to be honest it was yeah that's what i'm saying like eight of the episodes was just like the build-up to the the mall scene to the well or sorry not the mall scene yeah to the to the Bob to the closing to the well right and then to the closing of the gate yeah and then of course there was that episode where Elle fucked off to Chicago I I want to pretend that never happened in canon but I have a suspicion she's going to be relevant in the season you think eight's coming back well they they name dropped her right they showed her again as a kid when when Jane's mom went to go get, get her could and, just be a flashback, though. And one point, I think I brought this up with you guys, but not on a podcast, obviously. But um, it it's become kind of interesting to me that they're not necessarily retconning the psychic powers that the kids have in um, uh, in you know the research place, mm-hmm. um, because as far as I was concerned up until this season, every single kid had a different psychic ability just because the only two we've seen was eight and L L had telekinetic powers and the ability to commune with the, uh, um, 
the upside down, and then eight had the ability to make people see things that weren't there. So my theory for a large part of the first half of season four was that eight was somehow involved in this because as far as I know, she's the only one that can do that. But now that they've talked about Vecna and showed more of the past of uh, Elle's earlier days um, in there, it it's it's obvious that everyone had the same powers, just I guess some people had like a different flavor. But I, I think she's going to be relevant. I think she's going to... Elle's going to grab her for something and maybe she's going to be the one that does the Bob death this time. I don't know. Mm. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like it's, it is kind of interesting that they've all of a sudden been like, oh, yeah, no, everybody actually has the same powers. It's just people have preference. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like feel their like own fa- they flair have, favor. Well, flavor. right, but they should have just made that prevalent earlier. They could have done that in season two with eight instead of her being a pusher the entire time. She could have done some telekinetic shit, but it's, they actually made it seem like she didn't have that ability. It was relying on Eleven to be able to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so if, to, for them to now be like, oh, no, 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 no. Everybody's got the same powers. What are you talking about? No, everybody can do everything. Yeah. But, um, yes. So I don't know if that was their plan originally, but I'm hoping that that's not like a weird like plot armor kind of thing that they wrote in. I mean, I'm not disappointed. I'm not like upset by it. It's just it's just strange. That yeah. now is the time where they're like, oh yeah, no, no, everybody can yeah. do all of that. Whereas you've had you've had ample time to explain that, literally it, from season one to now. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Like what they should have done was made clues here and there about that, you know. Um, uh, but but yeah, they they really just like didn't touch on the subject at all. Like they didn't talk about they didn't yeah like the whole um, breakout of Vecna from from the research base, they, they never once mentioned that up until this season, right? They never mm-hmm. once mentioned that L um, was attempting to break out once before, really. Um, suppressed trauma. Yeah, yeah, suppressed trauma at the same time, but, you know, none of the characters made allusions to it. There was nothing in news clippings that you could see in the back of the scene that people have analyzed from. That's the kind of thing I like to see, where, like, you know, they show that these things are already in, in the lore or canon, what have you. Um, and it, it it's probably already hard enough to write the show to have all these characters have their arcs and whatnot. But it would have been cool just to see a little bit of, of those little details in the background of the show leading up to this. That's fair. Um, other than that, yeah, no, this has been a fucking crazy roller coaster ride. I don't think there's been any downtime this season. And I don't think that there's been an episode this season I didn't like. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. at all. I'm pretty sure from episodes one to what was it? Seven? Seven episodes this, this run? Yeah. yeah. All bangers. From one to seven. Not a single one. And like I don't for me, I don't think that there's too many plot holes or too many things that I didn't care for like I thought it was hilarious that they all decided they were going to go to Dustin's girlfriend's place to help them hack into or trace the IP to that uh, pardon me to that um, to the facility yeah mm-hmm. um, and see, <laughs> seeing the chaos that is her family oh my god with all the little brothers and shit and they're all running around in like body paint and bow and arrows and just screaming shutting off lights and power yeah what a shit show. Um, but I think the the 
the character for me this season has definitely been Eddie Munson. He is such a cool dude. Yeah. Like, I, really I love didn't... that 80s metal, that fucking semi-perm he's got going on with his hair, all the denim. He is, he's, I would have loved to have had a friend like that in high school. That would have been dope. Mm-hmm. And yeah, also, I... like, all oh, of a sudden, now, uh, what's her name? Lucas's sister is now Erica. Erica is now, Erica. like, a fucking... I mean, like, we got a bit of her last season at the Starcourt uh, Mall and all with all of the, uh, the yeah. Russian stuff. But she's becoming a more and more prominent character. She's funny as fuck, too. Yeah, I like her a lot, actually. <laughs> Me, too. I like that D&D scene where she, oh like, God, owns fucking so Eddie, and then he's just, oh like, my God. shakes her hand after. Yeah. Like, destroys him. <laughs> yeah. It's great. But Eddie's, like, a champ. Like, I really didn't like him at first. I thought he was a total, like, douchebag, and he was going to be the cause of maybe throwing Mike and Dustin under the bus at some point in the season. Mm. Um, and I'm sure maybe that still could have been the case if he didn't have that like awakening when Chrissy, you know, died in front of him, um, and the events unfolded like they did. Um, but I like, I like that he's kind of like turned another corner and like, he's actual, like, you know, beloved member of, of the show at this point. I, I, oh, yeah. I like his character mm-hmm. a lot. Me too. Definitely look forward to seeing but, where um, this is I d- all going. I just want to comment that weed that he pulled out to sell Chrissy, like that looked like garbage. Like that was so dry. Yeah. What do you think they smoked in the eighties there, Ollie? I know, but like, I, I'm just, I feel for you guys back then. Like, fuck. <laughs> we, I wouldn't mean you guys. I was you born guys. in 87. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't living in the eighties. Still, you were closer to that garbage than I ever was. <laughs> no, couldn't have been further from it. I didn't actually start seeing weed, like actually physically seeing weed, until like my my early teens. So like, mm. well into the two thousands. <laughs> yeah. Still, <laughs> like, I, I had no concept. Oh, well, I mean, but it's TV weed. Since when, when does TV weed ever look good? Never. Well, it's it's usually sage, right? And like sage is, but sage is like a nice plant. So like I don't know, they they dried the sage too much for the shot, and they were like, "Fuck it, let's use it. We'll just make him look like he's a he doesn't you know keep his stash all that good." Or it's, it's the like 80s. Old. They had no concept of keeping their stash good. They kept it all in fucking plastic bags and and tins and jars. Yeah, there was no there there were no hydro packs. There were no doobie stones. There were no there's nothing none of that back then. Your shit dried out, your shit dried out. That's it. Yeah. Everybody was buying dry weed back in the day. Stringy, fucking gross-looking bush weed. Like, it was more more leaf than anything else. There was no bud. Very little bud. It's all stems and sticks. Snap, crackle, pop when you smoke it. Yeah, that's where the Rice Krispies theme came from. Stoners. <laughs> confirm. <laughs> yeah, can confirm. Um, yeah, no, this next season, from what I'm seeing on IMDb, though, uh, there's only two episodes slated for, for part two of the season. Uh, two or three, I thought. Cause the last two is two what ep- I'm seeing. Oh, okay, yeah, they're supposed to be two hours long. That's insane. Yeah, I didn't think they were that close. I felt like we were literally like halfway through. Four more hours is basically four more episodes, though. So, you know, a lot could happen. 
I think a lot will happen. I just can't wait for for them all to centralize in one spot where they get their end game moment where everybody shows up, everybody's there. Hop, Joyce, the kids, uh, Murray, because Murray's gonna make it to like almost the very end. Mark my words, Murray's gonna die. <laughs> Yeah, Just I don't even think he's going to die because of the upside down. I think he's going to get killed by some A Russian? Russian? Yeah. I think he's going to get shot saving Joyce and fucking Hop. Yeah. Or he's going to go, he's going to get a little too too confident in his karate. And he's going to go in for a strike and he's just going to get, the, the Russian guy's just going to fucking indiana jones um <laughs> yeah well what, whatever happened whatever happened to the arnold um russian guy in, in he season got, three he got his head thrown into the fucking rotating device that was opening oh. the portal yeah he's toast oh, that's right yeah he's long right. toast you're yeah right. hop fucked him up okay almost died in the process but hop fucked him up yeah okay about that like i really hated that they teased that Hop was still alive immediately after season three aired. Like, sort I, of. yeah, well, it's like the post credit scene, right? Where they like, oh, the American or whatever is leave is the American, but that could have, that could have been anybody. It could have been, been anybody. But what I'm talking about after that is I'm pretty sure they confirmed it like on Twitter or whatever, like really closely after that, that it was Hop. Um, and, and then same with like the first trailer for, this season of stranger things is like they showed hop like right away and and i was like that's kind of disappointing that like that's like the whole point of that cliffhanger like why would you do that you know because you can't kill him yet he has to make it to the last episodes then he'll die i don't yeah i don't care about that i just i just care that they spoiled it for people already when it was a huge like cliffhanger point like that was the point they ended it on that right i mean like I mean, I think internally we all kind of knew. It's like he and Joyce were starting to reconnect, and that started kind of you know near the end of season two, and they and had all same, this stuff going on. And that same feeling is why I don't think he's going to die throughout the series. And no, he's, he's totally going to die. He's going to eat it. You mark again. No mark my way. words. Hop's going to no eat way, it. No way, Jose. Hop's going to eat it. Or, last prediction, L's going to die. I could see that. That one's a little far out. But I could see that, but she's kind of like the whole point of the show, so. Kind of. I don't is know. she, or is, or is it the group, the kids, their friendship? Yeah, which is another reason I don't think anyone of that group is really going to die. I think, like, Nancy would be, and Murray, I agree, would be, like, the choice ones to die. Leave Nancy out of this. Wheeler's fucking awesome. She's not allowed to die. But that's all the characters are awesome. You got to pick one to die, and it better not be one they just introduced this season, like Argyle, or Eddie, or Eddie. And then they don't can't do Eddie. Max. Hashtag don't kill Eddie. And they can't do Max because she just lost Billy last season. Yeah, he was an asshole though. Yeah, I know, but that's two people from the same family, and there's families that haven't had one person like Nancy and Mike, right? So that's Did- what I think. Get, getting like, on that, have, have we half not noticed? the other families aren't involved at all, though. Like right. his parents aren't. Dustin's entire family isn't. Lucas's mom, entire mom shows isn't. up every every now uh, and then, right? Hey, I except for his sister, but yeah, the like cat. that's Dustin's it. Cat, man, fuck the killed. cat. Like that's a member of the family that died. No, it's not. 
right. Cats just have nine lives, so she's probably got eight left. No. I'm pretty sure that Demo Dog ate all nine lives of that cat. Could be. I <laughs> yeah. guess it does eat souls or whatever. But I mean, I'm kind of with you on, on the sense that there are some people this show just hasn't fucked with yet. Like, did they really fuck with Mike? No. Court, yeah, they moved L across the fucking states, but they didn't really fuck with Mike. They fucked with Will for two goddamn seasons in a row. Yeah, they did. First, he got sucked into the fucking the the upside down, and then he had to contend with the mind flayer taking over him. Like, holy shit! Well, what did what did Dustin have and Lucas have done to them? They haven't fucked with them either. Well, that's what I was getting to. Oh, okay. Like there's people like there's people the show yeah. hasn't fucked with. And then we get Max, who's still, as far as I'm concerned, a brand new character. Even though she did kind of show up in the second season, has been around for a while. But they did fuck with Max. They fuck with they they with Billy, right? Even though he was a piece of shit. Yeah. She still had a weird soft spot for him. Because I guess well, she felt bad for him. Well, because she she they were brother and sister before he turned into that asshole that he was like they actually had a good relationship and then uh and then know what we got they haven't really fucked with mike haven't really fucked with lucas no you're right and they haven't fucked with fucking dustin either these yeah. kids need to be fucked with they, they some <laughs> some shit needs to go no i'm serious some shit needs yeah, to go no. down no, I I agree. Like, not all of the characters can be safe for as long as they're being. Well, with... right. Like, what's the what's the worst that's happened to Lucas so far? He lost all his basketball friends. Yeah. Oh no, they were assholes anyway. Fuck them. And also, like, how many dick moves is this kid gonna throw out in the universe before someone claps back? He skips out yeah. on the D and D game. Which is fine because his sister filled in, and as far as I'm concerned right now, Erica Sinclair All... is way cooler than her brother. What I see, though, is kind of a meta commentary with the character as a whole, is he's not really like one of the forefront characters of the group in previous seasons, which is manifested in his wanting to not be associated with them in high school and to try basketball and be popular. I guess. Deep down, he just doesn't have the spotlight ever, and he feels that. I mean, he had a big role in the first season. Um, yeah, I guess he like took the initiative to get out there to uh, follow oh, the, yeah. the the compass, right? That's what I'm thinking in first season that he did. What else did he do? Well, he, I mean, he was like the main love interest in season three with Max as well, so he played yeah, a role that's true. in season three. But but my my man has has been done dirty not by not by stranger things or sorry not by the upside down but by like his relationships right like his he, he basically uh drifted mm -hmm. away from the no i totally agree with, with uh, what you're saying with, like he definitely has been backseated the whole time yeah yeah and 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 <clears throat> with uh mike and l's whole thing too is like i i that's probably like my least favorite storyline in season four uh, Their whole because, unhealthy relationship they've got going on, yeah. Yeah, because they've been having that since season one. Like, first it started with an obsession, and then in season two, Hopper, you know, they they did they disrespected Hopper by never listening to the rules, and then in season three, 
um he was just super overbearing and overprotective and now in season four he's uh like ignorant of her and and her needs i guess i don't know what better way to word that but you know, not only that just... but he's 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 a shitty friend sometimes too oh yeah like just ign- like straight up he's... ignoring will and how awkward he was around will and like right yeah poor will like dude i mean i don't get me wrong ostracized he 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 apologizes and, and often recognizes the error of his ways, but that doesn't excuse what goes on in the moment. Yeah. Like he's you guys such a dick. That, uh, the that day, like when they were at the, that like roller rink or whatever is called. That was, yeah, uh, yeah. that was actually Will's birthday. Shut up. Yeah. I didn't even was, uh, realize. How did right I miss that? I think, well, it, they don't say it at all. But there's a reference uh, in, I think it's season two, where they say that his birthday is like October 22nd, which is also the day that they're there. Oh, really? Yeah. Either that's a continuity error, or that's just even more sad when people realize that. About... That's like five times way more sad now. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. And it bugged me that he just stood there when she was getting like beat up by everybody. Like... Well, they didn't they both mm-hmm. just kind of. St- oh wait, what t- what what point were you talking? Like on the on the roller rink or as, like as prior soon to as that? as soon as they splashed her with yeah, like they were you know they were going around her like fucking vultures, right? Picking at Dude, her. Dude, if that was happening to my girlfriend or one of my friends in that moment in my youth, I would have been on that fucking rink throwing elbows at oh, everybody. Hell, Are you kidding hell, me? Yeah. Hell yeah. Like, I I wouldn't have had that cool being that young. I would be all, like, aggro on that, for sure. And as far as I'm concerned, that blonde bitch got what she fucking deserved. Roller skate to the face. Oh my god, yeah, no kidding. I really wonder where they're gonna go with that, if she's gonna get some kind of, like, people accept her kind of arc in that town. But the way I think the story is going is that I think they're just gonna leave California and go back to Hawkins at the end of the season. I don't think they're going to stay in, in Cali. As far as I'm concerned, she got off easy. If Elle still had her fucking powers, she would have been toast. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, oh man, I was, I was cringing so hard both times she, she put her hand out like that. Like, like it's one thing to be like emotionally charged, but when you have powers like that, that's just so obvious if it did work that it would be you. And then you just look like, you know, that cringe kid in the video where he was like, I have the power of God and anime on my side. Like that's, <laughs> it's like that level of cringe with it. I don't even know what that is, but I don't want to oh, know what a, that is. It's a classic. It's a nope. funny, it's a classic. It's a classic. Um, <laughs> but it's literally just like this little kid and he's wearing like a, he has like a, a piece of paper or something over his face and his friends is like filming it outside in like the recess area at school and he's holding like a bunch of markers all put together as a like a lightsaber yeah he's okay. twirling it around and he just he yells i've got the power of um god wh- and anime on my it? side yeah god and anime and while on my doing side. like a motion with it like he's ready to prepare for battle and yeah, he does like the Obi Wan like lightsaber twirl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a classic, dude. It's yeah. it was like I'm pretty sure it was a vine back when that. Came yeah, it out. was a vine. It was a vine. That's what I know it from. Um, but Holy fuck, but vines. yeah, when when oh L when L did that wow. in public at the school and then again at the roller rink, I was like, 
fuck man like catch a break woman this is so cringy to watch like yeah like why doesn't she do the thing she did before with the bully in season one where she just like squeezed his his bladder and made him piss himself (laughs) well i mean yeah she didn't have she doesn't have powers so even if she could i know but but just like like the composure was so different yeah why jump to the theatrics and composure if you didn't have powers? I would have subtly tried to do it. Not Anger not picking it up. Yeah, things, man. yeah. Like like I'm not picking apart these scenes for the choices the characters made because obviously they're they're their own personalities and they would do whatever they do. But but yeah, it just those are things that like notably I was like, oh man. <laughs> no, I feel that. I feel that. Jaw feel. Yeah, I feel, I ja feel, I feel, ya yeah, feel. Nice. That was cringe. All right. <laughs> Does anybody have anything more to say on Stranger Things, even though like we talked about it, but didn't really talk about it, but talked about it? Um, <laughs> good, do we? I'd when say. is part two coming out? July 1st. Oh, okay. Hells yes. And right. I'm off that day, so I'm going to binge whatever's left. <laughs> yeah, I probably will too. I cannot wait. Same. Like, cannot oh, wait. I, I'm really interested in seeing how they, how they finish this out. Like, this and is then I be... can't wait for the next three-year hiatus. Yeah, I don't think it'll be that long. Not this COVID's time, not maybe. a thing anymore. COVID's, yeah. that's what, that was putting a damper on everything. Well, that and I think a few of the cast had other projects. Like, um, David Hayter had Black Widow and uh, Hellboy. Um Mike had um sorry who? Uh, not David Hater. Why do I always mix up their names? David Harbor um was doing oh, Hellboy. Okay. I was David like wait Harbor. a second. No, I'm not <laughs> talking about Solid Snake. Um Yeah, David David Harbor was doing Hellboy and he was doing Black Widow and then um uh Finn Wolfhard was doing Ghostbusters and it and I think Somebody else was doing another show too. Billy Bobby Brown had Enola Holmes. Enola Holmes. And then I want to say it was like Lucas or maybe even Mike. You know, I think it was Mike again. He had a Amazon Prime horror movie that he did. Um, Finn Wolfhard. That's right. uh, And then Gatton Matarazzo, a.k.a. Dustin, also had his other Netflix show that uh, was like punked but with pranks or scary pranks or oh, something. That's oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. It was not great. <laughs> I don't doubt it. <laughs> I mean, I love the kid. I think I think I think Gaten Matarazzo is he's a funny kid, but I don't think that that was the <coughs> right fit for him. I thought that, yeah. I think that format just doesn't work anymore to be honest. No, it's because nobody's Ashton Kutcher. Anymore. Right. I yeah. Mean... <laughs> if it's not Ashton Kutcher's punked, it's um who are those three guys that do the... Or the, the Stooges. No, the Stooges no. is good, too. <laughs> um, it's like three or four guys, actually. I think they just had a movie come out um, where they do, they do like, pranks where they talk into each other's earpiece and tell them what to do, and it's just, like, a prank show like that. Oh, where, yeah, like, that, that one's pretty good. Oh, really? That one's like, pretty it, good. It's a, it was a TV show. Um, I think it's Pranksters in the name something like that uh, and it's got like a blue and yellow like logo yeah it's on netflix and then i think there's a movie now on netflix or it's on amazon prime 
but it it, it can sure. actually be quite funny where they'll like be in a restaurant and they'll have the guy like go up to serve people with just like a painted on jersey like it's a sports bar instead of like an actual thing and then mm. they just they just make it awkward or uncomfortable for the person doing the prank to do the pranks and in the movie they had like a guy pretend to crawl out of the rubble of like a cave when people were taking a tour and looked like Gollum basically <laughs> and people were like shocked that this guy was like like just crawling out of like a cave in or something oh yeah and, yeah yeah that that pranked one um is, is pretty funny can't say yeah, I, I like that one too I, the bits that i've seen of it, it it's pretty entertaining and they just yeah. like they just fuck with each other they just tell like it, it's like an earpiece and they'll tell each other what to say yeah, and, and they have to just like go up to random fucking strangers and just do weird shit to them. Oh, I don't know that yeah. I can handle that. I don't know it's that that's so good, that man. It's like well, it's some like... of it is pretty tame, and some of it yeah. is a little bit more out there. Like the tamer ones is like they'll go around and talk to people at the mall and ask them like really obscure, weird questions, and people will like, "Why are you asking me that?" kind of thing. Mm. And then, and then, yeah, they do a lot uh, more interesting challenges in in other episodes. But it's definitely worth a watch if you're just like bored one day and want to watch like a prank show. Fair. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But uh, nothing else to say on the Stranger Things front for me. Fair yeah, enough. Me either. Well, then let's get this train a rolling into the world of Star Wars. Star Wars. With one of the, in my opinion, one of the coolest so far in live action shows right now and that would be of course obi-wan kenobi um since ryan and i are both the big star wars folks i'm gonna open this up to him first okay. uh and then uh and then we'll get going on your impressions as a not big star wars fan as a star wars version well you're not though <laughs> go ahead alex you you can take it away first i want to hear your complete thoughts now that we've had a few days to sit on uh my complete four. well i don't know if i ever have truly complete thoughts um <laughs> that's neither here nor there uh Obi-Wan. <laughs> as far as i'm concerned pretty fantastic show i'm uh it's got oh man it has its moments it has some cringy f- parts um, <laughs> that I wish didn't exist. Uh, and with that being said, let's just open straight to that. Is there a particular reason why in the last couple of live action Star Wars shows, we can't get proper fucking chase scenes? Honestly. Yeah. For fuck's sakes. Book of Boba Fett, we had the, the, the fucking the lollipop mopeds. candy moped guild. Yeah. Let's not also forget about the first chase scene or not really a chase scene but kind of a chase scene in that show where he just gets like surrounded by a group of people with shields and doesn't use his jetpack to fly away and then fennec just like chases that dude across the roofs or those two like assassin guys across the roofs and they're just doing like hardcore for no reason and actually going slower than they would if they just ran straight Right, 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 right. So, like, <laughs> there there was two of them in that show. Yeah, totally forgot about that. And then, yes, then then the chase scene with the lollipop guild and fucking the uh, the mayor's assistant. 
and what can <laughs> yeah. only be described in, as a um, senior citizens escaping <laughs> the fucking. Huh. I think for me, that <laughs> one is still the, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> that one has got to be the worst out of all of them, still. But like the the ones in Kenobi are also pretty bad, right? And like the, it reminds me, like I can't help but laugh because whenever whenever I think back to the, to the book of Boba, my, uh, either of you watched Seinfeld? I know it's a little beyond your time. Not much of it. I've watched a few episodes here and there. There's an episode where George Costanza gets an old person scooter because he's a lazy prick, <laughs> and then he starts Fuck. pretending. That he actually needs it. And it gets so fucking far into it. gets so deep into this lie. That he ends up getting into like a legit chase scene. Where he's got like a proper senior citizen in a scoot scoot chasing him in his scoot scoot. Because he's going to expose him. And then at one point he gets out of the scooter and picks it up and starts running with it. <laughs> and ultimately gets exposed for the lying piece of shit that he was. Uh, but that, every time I, I I fucking think of that, that's where my head goes. Um, but in in Obi Wan, like particularly, it's this it's the scene with Leia where she's, you know, having a little uh, little me time so, out in the fucking forest, and then yeah. uh, gets <laughs> has an encounter with literally flee from the red hot chili peppers, <laughs> who's playing a brigand of some kind and he goes to capture her and he and two other grown-ass adults chase a 10 year old girl who looks like she's about six years old in terms of stature and voice Mm -hmm. um and they can't even fucking catch up to her and it's not like she's like a spider monkey whipping through the trees she's like legit a slow-ass little child and i running through that fucking slide she did that was like obviously CGI'd. Well, obviously, because there's no <laughs> way she's sliding. She wasn't even going fast enough to No, slide. but I mean, like, the CGI was really bad and it stuck out. <laughs> and then, like, she kind of gets through the trees and the other two are like, oh, how do, how do we... How, they just, like, get turned around. Like, they don't know how to fucking snatch <laughs> and grab a six-year-old girl. Seriously. Like, and then, like the, the worst fuck? part about all of that to me is that it was so pointless. Like, why did they need to do that? Why couldn't there was no purpose to having a chase because she didn't get away. All they well, did right. was one guard, right? And like they could have just done that. They could have waited for her to leave that building, shot the guard, and then grabbed her, and it would have been the same exact outcome. Right. I don't understand why they had this pointless chase scene for like five minutes. Because it seems to be the the theme lately and the latest in in Star Wars live action is to have the most pointless of things go down. Case in point, once more with Book of Boba and that stupid backwards spin in the last... (laughs) Was that... It wasn't even remotely necessary. All my man had to do was raise his arm, take two shots, and would have been fine. No, he had to do a whole fucking 360 backspin with a like yeah. a, a lowering onto one knee and then pass that's another like classic what the fuck that's, yeah, that's a classic man absolute classic classic <laughs> oh bro i can believe that shit you're right though. like they they are doing so much of that weird stuff with the new star wars projects i'm just not understanding why but no but like who were you, who was that for 
the kids. I really don't know. It, it doesn't look very cool. It's, it's, it's because... well, right. Even kids would look at that and be like, "This is stupid." Yeah. Like, how could you not? People want to see choreography. They want to see flips. They want to see. Then do proper. Then do proper choreography. What I want to see is is a fucking Star Wars setting with like kind of a John Wick character with all the fucking gunplay and like laser blaster shit. That would be cool. That would be cool, and it would be even cooler if they just cast Keanu Reeves for that. Yeah, that'd be great. Dope. Could you imagine our boy Mr. Reeves in Star Wars? Like that would be insane. That would be awesome. In any of like, these big Disney projects, that would be crazy. Well, I, I mean, like it's already rumored that he's probably going to be in the, in the next phase of, of MCU, and yeah. also he's going to be in a Batman project, an upcoming DC film. Yep. Yeah. As as Batman himself, as Bruce Wayne. Like, how fucking crazy is that? Well, didn't he already <laughs> voice like a Batman in an animated thing as like a cameo uh, at, in something? I don't think so. I'm it was like certain. a really small like scene in something. Oh, it may be in like the the Lego movie or something like that. Oh no, that was that was Will. Uh, yeah, Arnett. Will Arnett. Never mind. Um, one second. Yep. But aside from that. So what did uh how much did you watch today? Like how many episodes did you catch up on? Oh, I, I, I caught up before? all on uh, I'm all caught up season uh, episode 4. Okay. What did you think uh like generally so far though? Yeah, Ewan McGregor's um acting is definitely like something that attracted me to it. Um and I I did like Obi-Wan's character. He is one sexy bitch though. Yeah, I I really liked mm-hmm. Obi-Wan's character in in like the prequel trilogy of star wars Mm -hmm. so um it wasn't really like hard to kind of watch this um and i i've been liking it so far um i think the only kind of gripe i have and it's been explained like lore wise i I guess i'm told is that you know he is kind of like a weak jedi like he doesn't have like the finesse he used to have in in the prequel trilogy um Mm -hmm. But I think I brought that up to you guys, and, and I think you specifically, Ryan, told me that like there, um, there is a lot of like lore stuff already written for, um, or canon stuff already written for Obi Wan after the events of the third uh, episode. So I, I, I guess I don't really have gripes with that because that follows canon, and it's not like they're dumbing him down just because they don't want to deal with like the CGI or, or budget or anything. Right. Um, uh, to get back real quick, he is voicing Batman in DC League of Super Pets. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, good call. Yeah. But, <laughs> wow, yeah. what the fuck? Sorry, oh, I, that's I just so obscure. A... How do you even know that? Because <laughs> I've IMDb'd it, sir. I'm sorry. No, not you, Ollie. Oh. Yeah, because <laughs> Ollie I, knows I, weird shit. <laughs> yeah, I follow. Honestly, like I, I follow this DC fan page that's like for people in like India, and like I don't know why, but they just like post so much like scoops. So that's kind of what I hear. That is a wow. strange. That that in itself is a strange thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's... yeah. <laughs> a DC fandom page made for people in India, and that's yeah. what you follow. Yeah, I just came across it and I was like, oh, this actually has like faster scoops than fucking stuff that 
that I follow here in in the West. So how and, is that even possible? And it's like <laughs> perfectly legible stuff. So uh, I don't. Mind. Well, of course. You know, sorry, I took a step there. My wife came home. I wanted to give her a give her a good kiss. Mm. Oh, shit, because I love my wife. Share share me um, that. <laughs> no, you don't get to share my wife. Oh, no, the kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! You know she's gonna hear this episode now and look at you. Yeah. I hope you know that. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Um, where was I? Where did I leave? A, oh, right, chase the bullshit scenes. that was chase scenes. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Um. Okay, but apart from that, apart from that, I think uh, I think this has been a successful run so far. I think we got to see. The effects and, and, and the the trauma that has affected Obi-Wan since Order 66. Well, not just Order 66, but the events of losing not just his apprentice, but his friend. Almost brother, mm. if you will. Son. Son, brother. Cousin. Uncle. Cousin. Cousin former uncle. roommate. Yeah. <laughs> Um, losing him to the dark side and knowing all of the atrocities he's committed and in that sense of that sense of failure that he probably feels because he feels the he failed Anakin he failed as a master and, and as a friend to keep Anakin on the straight and narrow mm-hmm. um, you definitely get a, a good sense of that in, in his dreary day to day where he's working a shit job in the middle of the Tatooine desert cutting what what like giant desert ray fish thing i don't even know what that was but definitely not a crate dragon but like a giant fucking desert manta ray thing um fuck i lost myself that happens a lot um (laughs) but right so we get to see that and you know like his his trying to fulfill his duty of protecting Luke. Mm-hmm. Not because he is the he's the only other, well not the only, he is the second Skywalker, but the one within his power to protect. And I think a lot of what happened in his past is it comes forth in 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 his present when trying to look after Luke from the shadows because he doesn't want the same thing to happen to him that happened to his dad, right? Mhm. Um but yeah, I think uh, I think this series was off to a good start. It's not as action oriented as I was hoping it would be. I kind of agree. Considering it's a six episode run, we are now getting to the last two episodes because the last episode we watched was episode four, and um, still not a whole lot going on. We finally got to see some sabers clashing. Um, but not in a way that <laughs> that I would have wanted, um, especially with episode three. I think episode four was probably the strongest so far in the in the in the series, um, especially with Obi Wan kind of like getting his groove back and learning and reconnecting with the Force. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, being able to use that Force distraction. Um, you see him kind of like get his groove back when he's deflecting blaster bolts and shit. And then he kind of like throws a stance after he was done. And you're like, Oh shit, he's coming back. He's, he's remembering everything. He's getting his connections, getting stronger. Um, 
but still, I, I would have liked to have seen, maybe not against Riva, but I would have liked to have seen maybe a quick clash of sabers between him and Fifth Brother. Well, just because I don't think Fifth Brother is as strong as any of the other ones in that in that group, but that's just me. Um, but without, not that I give a fuck about spoilers. Everybody knows how I feel about that. But without getting into too much, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop there uh, with with the question of how do I feel about it. And that's how I feel about it. I think that this been it's been good. It's had some hiccups, uh, but overall, it's an enjoyable series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, whoever wants to take over from there, all yeah. I know, I kind of cut you off when I came back into the scene. If you want, oh no, to no, I I don't think I was like on onto something there. I think I pretty much finished what I was saying at that point. Um, I'm curious to hear what Ryan has to say. Sure. Um, I mean, to be honest, like. I, I do think it's a fun series. I've been enjoying it for the parts that are good. Obviously, we've talked about some of the bad that it does contain. And those aren't, like, over overwhelmingly bad um, at that either. No. What I do kind of have an issue with, though, is that, like, we haven't really seen anything actually happen. <laughs> Every episode has still kind of been the same. And I had this exact same problem with Moon Knight. And I had this exact same problem with Hawkeye. And it's just like, at least the book of Boba Fett, the episodes were more packed with stuff. They had a little bit more happening. There was like more to notice going on in the background. This show, until episode four, didn't even feel like it was Star Wars. It was just like, we were just following some dude. And, and like, I I do understand it to an extent, right? I think that the first three episodes, uh, however much they could have potentially taken out and shortened it so that the four episodes we have now, I very much believe could have easily fit into three. Um, But I, I just think that they needed to kind of set up the fact that he is disconnected but they didn't need to do it so much to the point that now we're scrambling to get everything together at the end, just like the rest of the shows that they've been releasing the last year or so. Right. And I do hope that like, we're obviously going to get something bigger. I'm still very confident that we're going to get a proper uh, duel between Kenobi and Vader in probably the last episode I also still feel very confident that the Grand Inquisitor is going to come back, even if he doesn't do anything, maybe just kill Reva. But I honestly think that Vader is probably going to be the one to do that at this point. Oh, so close. So but, close. And that crap <laughs> got out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like she couldn't just die there, though. It, it wouldn't make sense for a story to just end so abruptly. However, it would make sense for Vader's character to do that. Yeah, so they, okay they kind of had like they kind of had that decision to make on their hands. But I do also really find that I'm disappointed every episode by the fact that we're getting so little of Vader. When I really thought that that Kenobi and Vader were going to be the forefronts of this show. And don't get me wrong, I love that Leia is one of the main characters. I think that was a, a fantastic decision on their part. However, I didn't think that all of the Inquisitors would play as big of a role as they do. I thought that they would be more so like how they were used in the first episode where they're there as uh, 
tools for fear. And past that, we have the actual problems such as Vader and the Empire. And I really thought we were going to see a heavier focus on these larger problems. Right. Um, but they really haven't done that. And I, I feel like at this point now in episode four, Vader is actually just taken the place of the Inquisitors where he is now just the thing that represents fear. And the Inquisitors are just like, you know, you're kind of goofy enemies at this point. <laughs> that's, that's a fair point. All said, I do enjoy the show and I do think it's fun. I definitely wouldn't say it's one of my favorite Star Wars pieces. In fact, at this point, I think I, I put it below the Book of Boba Fett. Oh. But with two Ooh. episodes left, I am kind of hopeful that uh, the way that episode four uh, finished and some of the things that happened in it, I am slightly more hopeful that these next two episodes are going to be very much more um, cohesive. Damn, so just keeping in mind that my rating for this is as of episode four, I'm not saying that I think it's going to stay below uh, the book of Boba, but as it stands now, I think it is. I think it's less enjoyable of a show. Would you, would you call it a flat six or a five? <laughs> Dude, this is a, this is a 5.5, <laughs> my friend. This is a 5.5. <laughs> And you know that's a fair assessment. I would not rank this show very high either. I know many of you out there are probably expecting me to be like nine. No, I will not give this show a nine. I don't know where I where I would put it in retrospect to Book of Boba because Book of Boba had its heights. And can we just stop calling it the Book of Boba and just call it the Fennec story because that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, honestly, the Fennec and Mando <laughs> show. Um, oh man i mean that would be a dope (laughs) show if they you know did it properly but knowing them they would make it and put three of those episodes dedicated entirely to boba fett right just to counteract (laughs) all the bullshit like they should have a show just called fennec and it would be fucking dope seriously man i would love to know what happened to her in between like the bad batch the entire empire and then mando like being after the empire's fall I would love to know what happened in in those like 30 year time spans. And like, just even like, right. Just even like how she came to be, who she knows, who she doesn't know, like what was going on in the background. Did her invader ever fucking come face to face? Like so many questions. Seriously. But she's Uh, such a cool character. Like I think easily one of the best ones that they've introduced since Disney has picked up star Wars absolutely uh but yeah no like i i too i would give this a flat five you gave it a 5.5 i rated even lower than that because this show hasn't wowed me it's entertaining i love the premise but it hasn't like it hasn't given me what we've all been clamoring for and that is a proper showdown between him and vader and if i don't get the i'm expecting because because you and mcgregor and obi-wan are primarily an old Republic Star Wars setting. You know what I mean? Like a, where it was like when we got the, 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 the prequel trilogy, it was flashy fucking lightsaber stunts and jumps right. and all kinds of really cool stuff. If I don't get that battle, if I don't get that proper 
fucking super flashy lightsaber work, I'm going to be a little upset because mm. I know Ewan McGregor is more than capable of doing it. He did a lot of his own, a lot of his shit. Mind you, yeah, he was younger back in the day, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't mean you can't still do it. If Ray fucking Park can still do all the Darth Maul shit, and I've seen videos of him doing that stuff, I feel like Ewan McGregor can do it. Dude, what's, um, it's like, what's, what's his name? Uh, Count Dooku? Christopher Lee. Yeah, Christopher Lee. He is actually like late great, the late great. He is a uh, he. Yeah, was I suppose is. Um, he was a fantastic swordsman. I think he was actually knighted by the queen. He surprised me. Had like a history of actual combat experience with like. Um, I I don't know if it's specifically a scimitar, but like that curved type of sword. He was, he was adept with using weapons like that, and that's actually the inspiration behind his hilt being curved. Wasn't he in World War II? Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, and I think they all got, like, certain officers, or maybe all of them all got trained with, like, the sword or whatever back oh, then. Oh, sure mm-hmm. did. And if I'm not mistaken, I either he was just a big fan, or I think him and Tolkien were actually friends. They were. Or he, may have they knew, may have I don't know if friends, they just knew each other, I think. Which is fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. And then he became Count Dooku. And then he was fucking Saruman. He had a metal band. That man Dude's was like the legend. most metal human <laughs> being ever. Not Seriously. anybody in the metal scene can live up to that. He was <laughs> fucking 90 fucking plus metal. years old and he was in a fucking metal band. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Dude is, Dude is wild. But no, no, like you're right. Even, even yeah, he was fucking like, ancient though. And he was still doing his own. Uh, like lightsaber work in uh, Attack of the Clones. Right. So if we... And I want that. Death. And I, I'm not a fan of this. In, in the in the scene in Episode 3 where, where Vader and him finally clash sabers a bit, Vader still has that reminiscent of the original trilogy, just like that shitty, blocky fucking attack system where it was just like mm-hmm. overhead swings like it didn't look like there was any skill involved he was yeah. more skilled than Qui-Gon and fucking Obi-Wan put together he was flashy as fuck there is where did, where did all that go that. Um, there, there's kind of a reason for that and uh, I, I've talked about like half of the reason once before uh, do you guys remember uh, a while ago on I, I think it was probably around the time of the uh, uh, Book of Boba was coming out. Uh, we were talking about um, like fight scenes in Star Wars and stuff, and I brought up that every time Vader is in a fight uh, and he's not taking it seriously, he only uses one hand on his lightsaber. Right. And he he was the entire time in Episode Three that he was fighting Obi Wan. He was only using one hand. He was just playing around. He could tell that Obi Wan had obviously not been connected to the force for all this time. Otherwise their connection would have been made many years before this, but also the fact that like his movements look the way they do. And they're all like, they're really repetitive and like straightforward is more to do with his armor. His shoulder pieces alone are something like 50 to 60 pounds. And because of that, not only like that, as well as all the metallic parts that he has making up his limbs now, his swings are so heavy 
that most cases, a single swing would instantly break through a guard and go right through whoever was holding the saber up in defense. Really? Yeah. Shit. Well, I guess that makes me change my stance a little bit then. So he's now... <laughs> it is like, it does look clunky though. I totally get you. And like for the clunky. sake of... And especially what they had been saying in interviews like before the show started airing, both um, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen had been saying that they were kind of in a like an in-between stage right now between their extremely flashy and fast fights in Revenge of the Sith versus their slow and like methodical combat that we see in uh, the original yeah. trilogy. Yeah. So just them saying that means to me that they were intended to be leaning more towards the flashy side of things, but we really haven't got a proper display of that. Like, like you said, that one scene, it it is really just straightforward. And however, there is a reason for it. Sure. I don't think that it excuses them not giving us extra, you know, I feel like this of all things is where they should deliver. And like that scene where Vader captured obi-wan and like burned him in the fire was awesome but i don't understand why we couldn't have had him like immediately part the fire again go after kenobi and then have like some bigger issue maybe like a gunship or something from those rebels comes to save them it is obi-wan kenobi right it is leia organa like these are pretty important people to the rebellion even at this point bail organa has been the figurehead of the rebellion since the Republic ended. So to me, it would have made a lot more sense if they did that. And it not only would have made sense, it would have also made Vader appear as a far more menacing character um, than he currently is. And it really would have set him apart from the Inquisitors um, as all we've seen different is he is just more ruthless and they're scared of him. Right. Yeah, but I mean, like, everything leading up to that moment, too, where Vader's, like, literally pulling people out of their huts and shit and snapping necks and fucking... Like, that was awesome. Oh, yeah. I need, I need more darkness, Vader, than than what we've been given in the last... Exactly. Episode. Like, that's what I mean. Like, we should have had some kind of equivalent to the end scene of Fallen Order, where he's, like, chasing Cal and destroying everything like lifting up the floor beneath his feet and throwing it at him and just like destroying massive blast doors with with a thought like this is the level of stuff that we should be seeing at this point for vader right and we just haven't seen any of it yet just kind of it doesn't sit right with me feels too too familiar after having moon knight and being so so fresh off the coattails of that show it feels very similar in uh, in circumstance. Fair enough, but do you think that they're going to be able to pull off a Moon Knight finish where we get kind of everything we want in the last little bit? I feel like if they don't, then they're in for a lot bigger of an issue than they, they will probably anticipate. I right. think that this show has the potential to do very irreparable damage to the fan base if Disney fucks it up. Oh, so I think they have to. I think that's that is literally the last like option that they have to redeem this series is making sure they close it out properly. Because people are just like people are fed up with them in Star Wars. Apparently, the head writer hasn't even watched Revenge of the Sith. 
Holy shit. What? Yeah. That, that has to be a fucking stipulation with any writer on any project, pre-existing project. You need to be familiar with the material. Seriously. But, like, they keep doing this. And this is a constant issue that Star Wars has had since Disney got their hands on it, where they're just, they're just giving it to people who kind of want to do something with the IP. Yeah, and this it's is... really unfortunate to see them doing that. And especially with the director, uh, the the woman that she she's been working on like a bunch of stuff for Star Wars lately, a lot to do with Mando. And she's amazing. I think she does fantastic work on Star Wars projects. But the rest of her team and like the writing and the production and all of that seem as incompetent as we've ever seen them on Star Wars before, like with Disney anyway. Right. And it's very, very unfortunate. Yeah, I, don't, I definitely don't like that trend. Um, I see the same thing with any Stephen King property is like he literally just gives people the rights to make movies and TV shows and 90% of them are garbage. Um, yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm really worried. Like, I think I mentioned this before when the first Disney Plus series started coming out um, where I was worried that the Marvel uh, TV shows are just going to be like fodder and garbage just to keep people satiated or reach a different demographic that doesn't want to go to the movies or something just to kind of mm-hmm. include that demographic. And it, in the, in the large scheme, grand scheme of things, it's not going to affect anything to do with the main MCU. And I mean, WandaVision, you know, right. that was definitely wrong about that. Um, and it, and it'll be interesting to see going forward with these other ones, like um, what kind of impact they will have because they're effectively replacing their main um, Avengers with younger versions of them, like Hawkeye, and I'm guessing She-Hulk is going to go the same route. Um, so, you know, I, I really hope it just doesn't get worse from here. Um, but so far, at least, you know, Miss Marvel has kind of redeemed uh, uh, from Hawkeye a little bit for me. Um, yeah, but I mean, like, before we get too deep into that, yeah. like, Miss Marvel, I think, was good, but we also had very... Uh, a lot of praise to give Hawkeye after the first episode as well. But that's fair. That that's true. Yep. I agree. And like and as much Hawkeye looked really important. good. At... <laughs> and this, well, this not only that, like it seemed interesting as well. Bracelet. It was just yeah, <laughs> and, and but like they won't, and I don't think I don't think they will in this one. It it does Hawkeye. seem like they're off to a really good start with this show. Yeah. Uh, with Miss Marvel, but. Before we do get into that, did you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about uh, for Kenobi? Because um, I feel well, like Miss Marvel is well, another like. Honestly, I was just I, I'm I'm kind of surprised on your guys' response to Kenobi. I thought you guys would have loved it a lot more than what a five five point five. I would have loved to have loved it a lot more than what we're at right now but to be fair they haven't quite delivered exactly what i was expecting yeah well listening to you Mm -hmm. guys talk about it more like ryan brought up the point um with the end of um uh jedi fallen order you know he he just it just seems like kind of a downgrade from what we saw there um and it like I didn't really take that kind of thing into account. I don't really have a frame of reference. Like most of the Star Wars stuff I've seen is um, these Disney Plus shows or, you know, the movies. I've seen at least all of them once. Um, So I didn't really notice that kind of thing. I felt like the series was kind of enjoyable. Yeah, I noticed the chase scene was was kind of garbage. And I don't like that Obi-Wan is um, kind of like a weak um, dude and... 
and he's been close to Vader like twice, and like there's not been any kind of big fight. Um, but overall, I kind of kind of think that the show is is pretty decent. It's entertaining at the very least. But I hope it like gets somewhere and has some depth to it aside from Riva chasing the girl and him saving Leia. Um, and I'm, I'm curious, there's like three, three, two or three things that kind of bug me, um, or, or questions I want answered is like, one is, is Leia, Leia's not, um, the name of the character, right? Like she's something Skywalker. Like what's her name? Is it Leia Skywalker? What? Leia yeah. Organa. Yeah. Leia Organa, but she's a Skywalker, right? Does she have another name? Nope, no, just Leia. Okay, but then no, that Luke... was that was the name that Padme gave her when she but... was born. Oh, okay, but then Luke is just Luke Skywalker, right? Well, yeah, because he went to live with the Skywalkers. Yeah, and and like just Anakin just like never kept in touch with like other Skywalkers. Well, when when he left... I mean, technically, like I don't actually. So they're not real Skywalkers. They're just, they're like, they're essentially his brother and whoever he married. You mean like brother so, as an other slave? Like well, the, stepbrother, I suppose. Because he's like, cause, uh, so his mom, after Anakin was brought to oh, the Jedi right. Temple in episode behind, one. Right? Yeah. yeah, she stayed behind and was bought by a moisture farmer who then uh, freed her from slavery and married her. Uh, and when they got married, they had Owen, um, and that is Anakin's stepbrother. The oh, only time that they ever actually... meet, as far as I know, is in episode two when he goes back to find his mom dead. I'm pretty sure that's the only time that the two of them actually meet in canon. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he knows about them, but he just doesn't. He care. also. Well, so this is another issue that I actually have with the show, though. Now that you've said this, is. He wants nobody to know that he is Anakin Skywalker. And anybody that's even so much as seen Vader without his helmet on, he instantly kills all of them. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. Just like younglings. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But the fact that that Reva somehow knows is uh, something that I feel like they need to explain. It's like, maybe I can see that there is a potential that she does know, but they have to explain it because she can't just know. That's not how that works. She would either have to have seen him in the Jedi Temple committing, like, all of these uh, actions and killing the Jedi, or she had to have, like, I don't know, overheard something with Palpatine or something. Like, just give us... Tell us how she knows this because there is zero reason why she should know this and not be dead. There's only two characters outside of Palpatine that have ever known who he is and lived. Hmm. Okay. Um, also, can we fucking get a little explanation as to why she is so obsessed with Kenobi? That too. Oh, I, what yeah, I was is about her that fucking was... malfunction? What yeah. is going on there that she is so angry with Kenobi and needs to find him? She what was probably, happened? She was probably one of the younglings that survived. Well, a lot of people are putting together, and I'm starting to kind of wonder myself, if she was, in fact, one of the kids from the opening scene. Oh, that would be... Honestly, like, 
that it would kind of solve both of those issues like what i was talking about and what you're talking about now if that was her and i really hope that is what that is but they have to tell us that like they can't just show us a bunch of characters and then we're left to assume that the one colored kid is the same colored person that we're watching cool. now. yeah like what the fuck disney yeah it's person, just, person so... of color ryan you can't just say colored anymore <laughs> What? Is that not the same? Is that actually like is that actually taken differently? I mean, yes, if so, yeah. I apologize. Okay. No, my no, no. Person, I mean, person we knew, we knew of color. Meant. We knew what you I'm, meant. I know. I'm just being a dick. I'm just yeah, being yeah. a dick. But yes, a, a, a child of color to a person of color. Well, I yeah, I apologize. I didn't intend to say it that way, but yeah, you guys get what I'm you guys get what I mean. I heard a little southern twang when you said that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, I'm done taking the piss. Keep going. (laughs) Yeah, oh, you're you're saying something about um, so. Anyways, my my other question is not so much an issue with any writing or whatever. I'm just curious how to how to lightsabers like I know that they're plasma, but whenever I see him just swing and like graze the armor of of a stormtrooper and they just like fall over dead instantly it's like i feel like there's got to be more to it right because you can't simply die from like one superheated burn to one part of your body right or does that just shock the system so much um i mean no it's it is kind of just like a cut to be honest Uh, yeah like the way i take it is kind of that's a that's a disney thing slicing someone with a sword it just like but it gets instantly cauterized yeah, that's what I mean. It's like an instantly cauterized. You're not going to bleed out. So it must be the shock on your system that kills you, right? Since since Disney has taken over Star Wars, there's been a serious lack of violence when it comes to lightsaber and lightsaber things. Mm-hmm. Um, we every now and then they'll they'll lop off a hand because apparently that's that's okay. Uh, and I guess we kind of cut Darth Maul in half, but like we didn't really get that until he was already kind of like almost out of focus, falling down the whatever that was, that pit. Mm-hmm. And since there was no blood or gore and he was so far down, you couldn't couldn't see his cauterized insides. Um, that is also acceptable. But now when it comes to lightsabers versus man or woman, it's just burn marks lightsaber versus creatures well you can fucking slice dice whatever you want it's stupid it's what's been going on in the video games lately and it's hella annoying mm-hmm. like there's a reason why we slap m ratings on these video games there are games that are fucking three times as gory three times as violent that have the same fucking rating we need to stop placating to whatever the hell is going on. Lightsabers cut through shit. We watched Jedi and Sith literally put a saber through a fucking, like a four foot wall of steel, cut a fucking hole through it like a hot knife through butter. And you're telling me it just barely scratches the surface when hitting Stormtrooper armor, which yeah. is at, at best polymer. Yeah, and what yeah. is it about the polymer that protects you from blaster fire either? Because you get hit once and you die. Not a damn thing. I was going to say, not a What's damn thing. Point? What's the point of the armor? It's just there for looks, and there's nothing that's uniform. Can stop blaster. <laughs> yeah. It's just a yeah. uniform. Yeah, just a uniform. 
They, they bring this up in uh, Clone Wars, actually, because the clones, over time, they start to notice that uh, the Republic is not putting as much money into their armor. So, like, Gen 1 clone armor actually can hold up to multiple blaster shots before needing to be repaired. Yeah. But, like, Gen 4 clone armor is, like, the same as Stormtrooper armor. Just flimsy <laughs> white shit that's just gonna get like a, a bullet hole in it as soon as you're shot. So it's cheap did, to mass the Republic, produce, basically, for all I was the gonna say, yeah. like, Did the Republic just run out of money? Yes, actually, they did. <laughs> that's that's how Palpatine became emperor. He bankrupted the Republic so he could have control of the banks and the courts. And then when nobody else could say anything, he declared himself emperor. He like legally made himself the emperor. It didn't just happen. Oh, right, gotcha. But I didn't. I didn't realize he did that with the yeah, economy. Yeah, I didn't me realize he, he fucked that much. Yeah. Was that explained in Clone Wars? And I just missed it. Yep. It was. Uh, I think season five of Clone Wars. There's a there's a scene where there's like a three episode saga where Padme goes to this neutral world because the banks are neutral. They have to support mm. both the Senate. Uh, I remember and that. The Republic oh shit. And the yeah, 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 and then there's like yeah, a hostile yeah, yeah. takeover that's like. Um, funded by Dooku on one side because Sidious told him to do that. So then when the Senate uh, discovered that Dooku was behind this plot to take over the banks, they took over the banks and Palpatine was like, ha ha, for the sake of the people, I'll control all of this for you guys until the war's over. And immediately when the war's over, he declares himself emperor. Fuck, I forgot all about that episode. Good call, dude. I'm glad you're on top. I mean, I'm rewatching Clone Wars as it stands, but I'm only like at the end of season one. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's like I know, oh, I know, I know. I've watched every episode front to back, and it feels like for the most part, I'm watching a lot of this for the first time because I'm like, I don't remember any of this shit happening <laughs> at all. Like, I don't remember any of the shit on Ryloth happening. Oh or, yeah. Uh, Right, where they go in and <laughs> where Anakin has to crash the fucking battle cruiser into the battle station to break the blockade. Mm-hmm. None of that. In fact, it was like watching it, it, for, it like legit felt like the first time seeing that episode ever. That's I one of the best sagas, man. I love that one because immediately after, I'm pretty sure you go into like the invasion where they're landing all their ships, and I'm pretty sure it's like Windu and Kenobi. Yep. Uh, leading that charge, and yep, then yep, yep. it like slowly breaks down into a more like personal um, fight where Obi Wan is freeing slaves, and it, it just like slowly condenses until they eventually free the planet. It's such a good saga. Oh, I, right. That's one of my favorites. And that's where we meet Cham Sadula. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we see a young Hera Sadula on screen, but I don't think they really mention her at all. They just. He throws yeah. it and then and then gets going. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it was uh, it was fuck. I mean, I I passed out a little bit. I think just shortly after those episodes, so like I'm I need to go back because so I think it ends with Cad Bane, right? Uh, that the season does, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. he doesn't have a relation to like that saga. No, 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 no. Yeah, no that that comes to an end. I passed out during the uh, the. Or well, no, sorry. Season one, I don't think it ends with Cad Bane. I think season two begins with Cad Bane, and then ends with the like continue or the the beginning of that saga. I think I don't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure Cad Bane doesn't show up until season two. Until season two, 
Let me step real quick. Right, so Liberty on Ryloth. Because there's three episodes on Ryloth. And then what's Hostage Crisis? No, don't start. I don't want you to start. Don't. Ow. God, that was loud. Fuck. It's not what I wanted. <laughs> I just wanted to see what the episode was about. <laughs> Bounty Hunter oh, sees control of the Senate building. Is that with Cat Oh, Bane? yeah. That, that is. I guess that's like the. It's a single episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then season right. two season begins two with, with that. The Holocron like, heist. Yeah. And how yeah. all of that happened. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, you're right. That's yeah. I felt I passed out come the end of uh, the liberation of, of Ryloth. Oh, that's right, Mace Windu and Chamsadula. Oh, ah, oh, awesome. Clone Wars is really good, man. All you, one of these good. days, you have to watch Clone Wars. It it will. I promise you, it will change how you feel generally about Star Wars content. It's so good, and it's always action packed. Even the slow episodes got a bunch of shit going on in them. Yep, it's always big giant battles or really cool saber battles. Oh, it's a very so good nice. show. It is honestly like some of the best Star Wars has ever been. And I, I only think there's like four, maybe four total things in Star Wars that are that level. One being Mando, Clone Wars, Revenge of the Sith, and Empire. I think those are like, all four and of those Rebels. are on par with each other. Pardon? You don't like Rebels? Rebels is a little lower for me. Ooh. Not like much lower, but I just, I just think it's, uh, it's, Without another season, I think it's a little too small. No, that's fair. Like, and I would have said the exact same thing about Clone Wars until season seven came out, to be honest. Well, right, because there's like, that gap for a while, right? Where they just kind of left shit untold. Yeah. And like season six and season five, and those two seasons kind of happened when uh, like Netflix got rights to Clone Wars and made season five. Or... Uh, it was one of it was either five or six, and then there was another um, company that got a hold of it as well that made the other season, whichever it was, either five or six, before Disney got the rights to it for season seven, and that's why there was such a long period in between uh, those three seasons coming out, season five, six, and seven. But I still thought they were really good. It just didn't round out the story. It didn't end it off properly. It just kind of. It was just a, a season was over until oh, season right. seven happened. And then season seven happened, and then we got everything we needed. Mm -hmm. And then some. And it was season seven's when they introduced the Bad Batch, right? Yeah. Oh, man. We were like the first I four episodes. To, I seriously need to finish the Bad Batch. I have, I, I'm still like three, four episodes out. Oh, yeah. And I'm feeling like I might, uh, I might just take your advice and start from the top and work my way through it. I would only if you're planning on doing it in like quick succession. Cause honestly it was a, it was a good series to just binge and watch it in just in a day. It was a really, it was actually entertaining to watch it that way as opposed to like a few episodes here and there or like once a week kind of thing. I think the pacing almost feels like it's meant to be binged. Fair. Um, where do you think, uh, where do you think Obi-Wan is headed right now? We've got two episodes left. Uh, Leia is back in Kenobi's 
custody i guess let's put let's put it that way yeah um we've started seeing kind of like the start of the rebellion we've got that spy who is badass by the way haven't seen her much in action but when she fucking flipped the bitch switch and chewed that cadet out (laughs) that was trying to deny her access i was like oh shit like she just just destroyed him with words that was awesome that was fucking incredible wicked wicked moment um but like we're two episodes left um we definitely need a conflict between reva and obi-wan and then obviously one final conflict between vader and obi-wan but i don't think this is a limited series um i'm quite certain there's gonna be more to it we may not even get a proper showdown between vader and obi-wan until Um, much later i'm i'm curious how um how far apart is this show from what's going on with Book of Boba and, uh, and Very the Mandalorian? Far. Pretty far? Very far. Like, okay. so, so this like, is 30, like 35 like, years before. Right. This is when Luke and Leia were like... Or no, probably even longer than that, actually. Or no, actually, that would be pretty accurate because... So like be half like a century-ish is what you're saying? Oh, no, I'd say like mm-hmm. 15 years. Oh, okay. okay. It's longer than that. Okay, Can't so there's be. no there's no chance they're gonna make this into a fucking another Mando show. That's good. No, no, because like Luke and Leia are ten years old, right? And Luke is like what between eighteen and twenty when he embarks on his journey to, to stop to stop the to stop the Empire, right? Yeah. And, yeah oh, wait, hold on, no, no, hold on. There is a five year span technically between Empire and Return, right? Yeah. So thirty, fifteen, twenty, twenty, twenty to twenty five years. Then would that make more sense? Yeah, that would sound a little sure. more accurate okay. to me. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, I think that we're gonna see some kind of like training montage or something, right? Like Obi Wan's gotta like flex those, <laughs> flex those. I've muscles. been waiting for it. <laughs> yep. Who's he gonna train with? He's got nobody. I know. Maybe. I uh, know, maybe man. the droid. Well, you saw that cliffhanger though. at the end of Episode Four, right? That uh, the droid is. Uh, is yeah. Uh, little uh, little Lola is gonna yeah. be his training montage. <laughs> yeah, because the Lola is going to start attacking or receive information. I don't know, man. Just fucking kill the droid right in front of Leia. Yeah. What a, what a Chad move from Obi Wan. <laughs> I mean, it's possible they'll they'll send everybody at him. Like, the thing is, is we know fifth brother and what is it? Fourth sister. Who's the other one? The other one. Yeah, the, this one is fourth sister. So fourth sister and fifth brother, they make it well into rebels, so they don't die. Actually, she's a different one. the The rebels one is seventh sister. I had it wrong. I thought oh. they were the same, but they're not. You led me incorrectly. You've made a fool of I me, did. Ryan. That's okay. It's okay. No, they look the same to me, and I thought they Shut were. Shut it down. They're Shut not. it down. We're done. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so then maybe third sister goes after Obi Wan, and that's where he gets his bearings back and learns how to be a a fucking badass again. And then he has to have a showdown with Reva. I honestly, if I'm going to make any predictions, I don't think he and Vader are clashing again, not for a while. Really? Why? Yeah. Why do you think that? It's too too little time left. He still needs to have his conflict with Reva. And I think like, that's what's going to happen next episode, though. I think that Reva is going to go off alone and like try and get him. 
thing is, is in this current state, I fully believe that Riva could take him. I think he's so not, too, but I think we're also going to see uh, like a Force Awakens moment with Rey, where he kind of like gets his shit together and wins the fight. Or or Qui Gon comes out of nowhere and is like, "Obi, what are you doing, bro?" <laughs> I still don't think we're going to see Qui Gon. Oh, we're, we're getting Qui Gon. Why bother mentioning him? him? Why bother? I think we'll mentioning... hear his voice, but oh. I don't think he was ever strong enough to become an actual Force ghost. Of course, he is. He is not. Qui-Gon and, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are both, like, not overly powerful Jedi, to be honest. Qui-Gon is... Uh, everybody loves him because he is the embodiment of what a Jedi should be in the same way that, like, people originally saw Luke and people see Ahsoka. Obi-Wan is uh, as prevalent of a character as he is because he worked harder than everybody else to achieve what he did. But his connection to the Force is far weaker than any other member on the Council. Fair. Did we did we not get a Qui Gon Force Ghost somewhere? Nope. We did, or we did once in Clone Wars, but only when they were on a Nexus planet connecting the Force to the Living World. Ah. And he shit. appeared to Obi Wan in a cave there, which is like the equivalent to seeing or going into like like Luke going into that cave on Dagobah and seeing Vader right. is essentially right. the same thing. It's more like a okay. trial than anything. But yeah, that, that's the only time that we've actually seen Qui-Gon. We have heard him before, but I, I don't think he's strong enough to physically appear. If he does, I wouldn't be upset about it, and I wouldn't be like, oh, this is breaking canon or anything. But I think that we'll probably hear his voice. I just don't think we'll see his figure. That's fair, but I I do 100% believe we are going to get a Qui-Gon one way or the other. I hope like, so, man. And I think he'll be the words of inspiration and, and like his proper reconnecting with the Force. Mm-hmm. And then that's what's going to get him to, to be able to get up with that drive and fucking destroy Reva. Yeah. that's I agree, though. Like I totally think that's what's going to happen next episode. And then... Vader will have no choice but to step in and like fully try and handle this himself. Well, but I don't know. Again, if we don't get that, it breaks canon, and that will be something I'm actually upset about because this has been one of Star Wars' biggest issues since Revenge of the Sith came out. Unless they do another season of this, and that's where they have their big clash. But I feel like that would be such a waste, you know? Like, what would they make another season about? They have the perfect setup for all of Him this to happen. actually protecting Leia. Luke? Like, huh, yeah. Like, but, like, <laughs> there's no way they, but there's no way that would work. It's like, if he was actually protecting Luke, then they would know not only that Obi-Wan is on Tatooine, but also Luke is there with the Skywalkers, and he is a Skywalker. It so doesn't make sense for them to do that. It makes zero, I, in my opinion... It makes zero sense for them to have a season two. They need to finish it off with these six episodes. This needs to be a limited series. Yeah, I, I get your point. So, like, because they've—he's already blown his cover. They know to look for him where he is on Tatooine, right? Or no? Well, he, they, they don't know that he was on Tatooine. Yeah, because they, they were looking on Tatooine for. Yeah, and Reva suspected that he was uh, somewhere, or like that he was still alive. 
But until he actually showed up in front of the Inquisitors, they didn't know that he was still alive. Yeah, and now that he's um, outed himself as like, why come out of hiding for this princess? Okay, so Obi-Wan Kenobi is a limited series. Oh, you googled it? Yeah, which means they need to wrap this up in two fucking episodes. Oh, it's another Moon Knight situation. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. It really Rip. feels like another Moon Knight rip just throw it in the trash like i mean at least at this point with two episodes left it's still redeemable if they leave it until one episode and we've still had no closure on any of these things i will be very much like putting this even lower on my list Hmm. i i'm i'm skeptical i'm very skeptical oh man that's oh (laughs) <laughs> makes me very very tense now yeah like i am still enjoying the show i do still think it's fun but as a as a huge star wars fan i can't help but feel like this isn't what i was expecting or what i really even wanted out of the series fair well then if they're gonna oh, fuck me if they're gonna tie this up in two episodes then yes we need to get the Reva conflict out of the way, and I suppose that's what Obi-Wan is going to use as his moment to reconnect with the Force. But I don't think that that's where we're going to get Qui-Gon. I think we're going to get Qui-Gon somewhere before or during his conflict with Vader. Where he, like Vader's like, just land the boots to him, and he's not having a good go and he's about to die and then all of a sudden Qui-Gon's like get up you son of a bitch and he's all like Qui-Gon he's like yeah what are you fucking doing I trained you better than that then he gets up and kicks Vader's ass and fucks off I also wonder if um I think this would be pretty cool for them to do with Qui-Gon's character as well but uh, you know that line in Empire when Luke flies off to Cloud City uh, leaves Dagobah to go and help uh Leia and Han and Obi-Wan and uh, Yoda's uh, they're just like Obi-Wan's force goes to sitting there with Yoda and they're talking about how he's the last hope and then Yoda's like no there is another yeah so he didn't know Leia right and they also aside from like when they're born and they hand them off to their uh, their new parents but they didn't know that Leia was necessarily Force-sensitive. So I wonder if maybe Qui-Gon is going to say something through the Force to Obi-Wan while he's uh, like giving Leia or dropping her off back on Alderaan. And say something about her connection. Or like maybe Obi-Wan will ask her in the next episode if they interrogated her or like, what did they do? Uh, did they try and probe your mind or anything? Like, cause they are inquisitors and then maybe she'll say something that's just kind of vague. And then later I feel like Qui-Gon would pipe up and be like, you know, that, that was a little suspicious of her, but maybe. that's another one of those things. that's like really minor. I think it would be kind of cool if they did, but it's like, whatever, if they don't, no, That's sure. not a necessarily a canon breaking thing. Not not so much as Vader and Obi Wan not fighting again. Yeah, fuck. 
Oh, I hope they pull this off. I'd be disappointed if they don't. Me too, man. I was looking forward to this series so much that I... Everybody was. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, man, I will be so disappointed. When they, when they announced this and they're like, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and we're like, yeah, an Obi-Wan show. And they're like, guess what? Ewan McGregor. And we're like, oh, fuck, the OG. Sort of OG. Kind of OG. Because Sir Alec McGinnis is dead. But, um, or Alec, Alec Guinness, Alec McGinnis, Alec, whatever. OG, OG, Obi-Wan Kenobi is long dead. But still, we got Ewan McGregor, and that excited me. And so far, what I've seen does not fully live up to that hype. Yeah. Unfortunately. That's okay. Well, we'll get something. They'll, they'll, there needs to be a moment of redemption. And if not, then we'll just shit all over it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yes, it's content, we will. It's content for us, one way or the other. <laughs> any closing right. thoughts? Final thoughts on any of this? Um, oh, no, Star Wars sucks. Star Trek the best. <laughs> just kidding. Oh God, Ollie, I'm starting uh-huh. to turn. Oh, God. You've done yeah, this good. to me. Yeah. <laughs> Are you suddenly? No, I will never turn. To wear red shirts. Good. I don't know. More about blue. <laughs> blue is for sophisticated folk, like Spock. I like to and be bones. a yellow shirt. I'd, I'd be a yellow shirt. Let's go with that. Oh, yellow shit. or like baby puke, because that's kind of what that was. <laughs> uh, yellow. I'll go with yellow. Who's, not not who's, the baby. Who puke. was yellow? Uh, in the in the newer movies. Yeah, who was yellow? Is what I'm asking. Oh, Sulu no and um, uh, fucking Anton Yelchin's character. I forget his name. <laughs> Off the top of my head. What was his name? He had a Russian Couldn't name. Tell you, man. He was Russian. Was it like Sergey? No. Chekhov. Chekhov. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. But was that not like baby puke green? That wasn't yellow. No, that was pure yellow. I don't know. I. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was yellow mm. same with same with um uh fucking chris pines uh character Kipton? yeah i'm pretty Kipton sure Kirk? he was baby yeah, puke green yeah you're thinking of like the original star wars tv show that is more than possible <laughs> yeah because like yeah. if we're if we're true to form uhura is also a red shirt yet she never dies yeah, yeah, no, it's it's pretty yellow in the newer uh, Chris Pine movies. <coughs> and Scotty, and, I think, is also a red shirt, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he is. Also, doesn't die. That breaks logic. It does. It really does. Well, um, red shirt is just a lower rank, no? Or it's is that what security is? Or I don't know. But it, I'm assuming the majority of people just happen to be red shirts. So that's I'm quite certain a correlation means... thing. It means expendable in yeah, the contract. Possibly. I'm pretty sure when they sign the Starfleet contract, they're like, you're getting a red shirt because you are expendable. Do you agree? And they're like, well, I got Shit. nothing else going on, so I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's how that goes. That's exactly what they sound like, too. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, <laughs> was it you who mentioned the other day that we're getting a fourth Star Trek movie? Me? No. Yeah. No, then it must have been Nathan. 
Yeah, no, I haven't heard anything about a fourth Star Trek movie. All I know is that apparently the the crew's coming back. There's going to be another Chris Pine Star Trek movie. Yeah, I feel like that's been rumored for the last like few years, but they've all been doing like different projects. Um, but I'm pretty sure like the whole reason Zachary Quinto wasn't in certain projects was literally because um, he was booked up for uh, Star Trek, but then that like never happened. So I'm I'm not too sure what's going on with that. Might be in some well, kind of let's development. Real help. quick, see what's going on with Zachary fucking Quinto. Untitled Star Trek sequel for 2023. Nice, nice. Something called Down Low. Something called He Went That Way. He something went that called, way down low. Something called Distant, uh, where he played uh, an AI survival suit voice. Ooh. What the fuck that's supposed to mean? And then something called Biopunk. Which is to be a, a TV series. He's in the pilot. That's all I've got going on. Oh, shit. I don't think I knew he was in Invincible. Yeah, he was uh, the robot. He was robot. We knew that. We spoke about that. We did know that. We yeah. We My brain just that. forgot. That's yeah. okay. That's okay. I'm I'm actually rewatching that show right now as well, because of but the because uh... I'm I'm hyped because of the boys season three, right? Uh, but that's that's all that's under his filmography right now. So it's not like he's busy. Yes, but it's not like he's that fucking busy. Yeah, because I from last I heard he was booked up with Star Trek, and that's why he wasn't doing a bunch of other projects because that was his focus. But yeah. Not sure. Should be his only fucking focus. Should be. Period. I definitely want more of the... Like, I haven't even delved into any of the new Star Trek shows, like Picard, Discovery, or the new one, Strange New Worlds. But I heard Strange New Worlds is really good, and it's got Michelle Yeoh in it. So I'm kind of, like, interested in giving it a try. Cause She's I think been having a comeback, that woman. She's been in everything lately. Yeah. yeah. Also, did you guys know that the, that the guy who played... Um, in everything, everywhere, all at once. You guys haven't seen that, right? But anyways, the the husband to Michelle Yeoh's character is Short Round from Indiana Jones. Oh, nice. Really? Did you yeah. want me to actually answer that question, or did you answer it for me? <laughs> yeah, I guess I answered it for you. But have you seen it yet? Because I thought I would have heard from you. If I mean, you the, the your answer was correct. I will. I yeah. won't. Uh, I won't take that away. That's what you I presume. Like, you were just like, have you seen that? Immaculate, all of you. Yeah, it's just the delivery, like said, dude. It's fucking impeccable, man. I, I would have. I would have heard from you guys. I would have gotten a text message. I would have gotten a text message. Oh my god, that changed my life. <laughs> Do you think that's You're right? You're I think right. maybe my text message would be like, "Oh my god, what a pile of trash that movie was." No, I guarantee you. I guarantee you that will not be. Your I trust reaction. your. I, I trust your judgment. You, I feel you, like once I watch that movie, you will I'll... be like, "This is the new Matrix. This is this generation's fucking Matrix." Like, oh, it, it's a sci-fi, it's a fucking phenomenal sci-fi film. Yeah, but The Matrix, that will forever have this I know, that's why I piece said... piece of me. That, that's why I said this is this generation, like the 2020s Matrix. It, it's the thing that def, that redefines, like, the sci-fi... Um, Fair uh, enough. Yeah, genre right now. 
quick quick pivot because I've been on IMDb looking at Star Trek and the characters in them. Did we know Chris Pine is in an upcoming Dungeons and Dragons movie? Yeah, I think we spoke about what? that when um, directed and written by John Francis Daly. This we I think we spoke about it mm. when we were talking about that D and D video game that was coming out on Games Pass. It was like all the way back mm. then that it was announced. I don't remember that shit oh, really? at all. Yeah, that definitely. I mean, it might not have been on the podcast, but we definitely I definitely brought that up to you guys in the, in the past. Yeah. Mm. Also, I, I went to see uh, Jurassic Park the other day with the wife. Oh yeah, how yesterday was that? actually. Um, you know what? About as what I would have expected that movie to be, and it was entertaining. I liked it. It didn't like it didn't rock my socks or blow up my skirt or use any other analogy that goes with um, that kind of thing. Yeah. But it was it was good. It was surprisingly so, good. So does it close off the trilogy or what? Is there? I think so. Yeah, I don't okay. think there's I, I, there's like literally no other potential f- to further any story. Space dinosaurs. That <laughs> is probably the next step. Yeah. <laughs> um, but while uh, while watching that, I saw a trailer for a movie that is going to be a Netflix movie with fucking Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling. One second while I pull this up. And it looked like one of the coolest fucking movies, The Gray Man, I have ever seen a trailer for. Brian Gosling got fucking huge for this movie. He is one thick motherfucker. He's got some mass on him. I heard about the movie, but but I haven't seen anything about it. Oh, it looks fucking awesome. Who's directing it? This one is directed. It's by the Russos. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, that's why I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it comes out July 22nd. I, but yeah, I saw a trailer for that. And it was fucking crazy, dude. Like, oh man, I, I, I'm, I've got high hopes for this. One, I don't think I've ever seen Ryan Gosling in an action role. Um, that's just was... me. I haven't seen a lot of his uh, other movies apart from the, you know, romances and teen he, shit he, that he's fucking he was in. A, he was in an underrated buddy cop film with Russell Crowe. What was the name of that? It was that like, the good guys or something the like good that? guys yeah i think it was called the good guys and i remember that being quite funny but it was like pretty underrated i didn't hear a lot of people talk about it when it came out that was right. like 2015 like, i want to say I didn't mind that this one. one's like I a also... full-on proper action movie with like good fucking mma style fighting with chris evans and fucking ryan gosling i was so impressed like i was like speaking out loud in the theater after that i was like yep yep that one definitely gonna huh. see that huh must have embarrassed my wife a touch but like that was like one of the coolest fucking trailers i've ever seen and like way to go russos way to way to keep pumping out damn fine movies like Mm -hmm. fucking crazy and there's going to be another extraction movie that i think that's in post right now i don't know what's extraction that chris hemsworth the Mm -hmm. The netflix Netflix one yeah have you not seen that no, I kind of avoid all the Netflix movies no, that have stop big avoiding. name actors. Stop avoiding. It just, it, it, like that other one with the old gods or whatever it was called. No, was you know, what, what was the one? Not with great. Trump? Yeah, and there's was a not, sequel no, to it, that. There was a sequel to that really? one coming out. Yeah, there's a sequel in the works. I mean, it wasn't fucking horrible, but it wasn't great either. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, no, no. Watch Extraction. Extraction is crazy good. 
also uh a it's maybe not both russos it's not directed by the russos it was written by joe russo though Oh, okay. Uh, directed by uh, Sam Hargrave, which I don't know what he is famous for. Oh, uh, I did a lot of stunt work for Endgame, Atomic Blonde, Civil War. He was a stunt coordinator and an action consultant for a lot of those. Perfect. That's awesome. Um, yeah, no. Um, definitely check out Extraction. That was a fucking wicked movie. Like, obscenely good. Like, I couldn't... I, was that the one you guys were talking about uh, in Hawkeye when we were watching that? with the Yeah, because it had, like, the same camera, like, the panning around the car. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is so good. If, if I were to recommend for you to stop what you're doing when we're done this and go watch a movie, that would be one. Okay, sure. I can do that. It is, it is, it is so fucking cool. Uh, the action sequences are good. It does a lot of his own stunt work. Um. Yeah, no, I can't. There's not much more more else I can give you on that other than you need to watch that movie. It's so good. It's so good. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give it a watch. Definitely give that a watch. That's a that's a that comes highly recommended by your boy Alex. Your boy. Your boy. Um. Before we close this out, is there anything anybody else wants to talk about briefly? Uh, no, I think we're definitely going to have a lot to talk about next episode, though. Yeah. Like, there's still a lot that happened in these past weeks. And oh, will yeah. And tomorrow and onwards that we're going to have no no slowdown of content anytime soon. That's oh, for sure. I know. With, with the Microsoft Bethesda conference coming out tomorrow... Uh, Sunday, June 12th, yeah. which is when some of you might even be hearing this because I'm going to hopefully get this all done up tonight and put out immediately. Um, yeah, all right. Yeah, it's 95 minutes of pure uh, video game bliss. announcements and updates. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope wait. so. Like Summer Summer Game Fest was entertaining. It was cool to see. I would give it a three out of five on the... It was a bit awkward in some moments and felt like it needed some work in some places. A bit janky. Well, wasn't that the issue with, like, every one of these video game-oriented festivals in the past year? Like, I remember um, the DC fandom, the first one they did, like, two years ago. It was really fucking cringy when they just, like, zoomed into everyone in, like, the big green screen space. And there was just a lot of awkward pauses and everything. Oh, I don't. I'm not even certain. I didn't even watch that. But like, let's let's be real. COVID put a real damper on fucking. Yeah, I'm all pretty sure things. a lot of them weren't. That's why they used the green screen because a lot of them weren't present in the same theater and they put them together or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I'm super stoked to see uh, what's going on because, strangely enough, both Bethesda and Microsoft have been so fucking tight lipped. Like there was. There was nothing they really had going on during Summer Game Fest. And I know Jeff Keighley is super tight with both companies. And they both are like definitely holding their cards to their chest. They didn't want anybody to see or hear about a fucking thing until <laughs> tomorrow. And I'm stoked. And I'm, I'm trying to decide without incriminating myself. Do I watch it at work? <laughs> <laughs> Or do I just cut myself off from socials all day? Just wait till I get home. 
smoke a bunch of good weed and sit down, put my headset on and just fucking fall into the hypnotic tones of whoever is going to be hosting this. I know uncle Phil, Phil Spencer, shout out to Phil Spencer, fan of the show. Um, he's definitely going to be, he'll, he's probably hosting like the first half of that. And then we got our boy, Todd Howard also shout out to Todd Howard, uh, fan of the show. Uh, is probably making an appearance because there's a lot to talk about. We may not be getting Redfall and Starfield this year, but I can guarantee we're getting gameplay. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. Guarantee. Guarantee. And if not, I don't fucking know. I'll drink half a bottle of hot sauce or something online. We'll figure it out. I'm (laughs) just hoping that there's going to be something they announce that gets me excited and is is a coming soon kind of release. Oh, I feel like there's there's all kinds of secrets we just don't know about. Oh, like I, I I hope at least one thing drops like same day on Games Pass. I think they've done that before, and oh, I feel like all, yeah, yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. Scorn has to be one of them because that that game's been in development for a while, and it's pretty much just a demo. It's only like a ten hour or less kind of game, I think. So that one's got to be coming out sometime soon. Right. I don't know. We'll sort it out, and uh, yeah, no. Tomorrow we'll bring good fucking things cannot wait and i definitely cannot wait to talk about it with you guys next week that's gonna be uh that's gonna be dope um anybody have anything else it's a big fat no thank you for answering my question what what was your question my my answer sorry for answering for me answering for (laughs) just returning returning the favor (laughs) sir Uh, Shout outs, shout out to our homie Joey over at Blind Knowledge. He is our promoter. He also helped get us set up on our own, set up our RSS feed. So big thank you to you for helping us achieve independence. Um, and also go check out other pods under the Blind Knowledge fucking tree, man. Go check out the folks, fine folks over at Tales of Folks, the fine folk singular over at tales from the animal kingdom my homeboy adam um he's we've been on his show uh he and i do various things um as well uh definitely go check out tales from the animal kingdom and you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna do a random shout out to one of these other shows whose name please forgive me i can't remember i always get it mixed up with someone else let me just get my twitter real quick (laughs) (laughs) cult film companion podcast go check their shit out hosted by chris d um they talk about as as you would expect a bunch of cult films and shit from back in the day um actually pretty good podcast listen to a couple episodes um definitely go check those guys out they hot right now um Am I missing something? Like I, we've been away from this for a couple. No, weeks. I, I think I think what you're feeling is is no longer shouting out Rat House. Yeah, probably what it Who? is. I think so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Who? <laughs> so let's just <laughs> shout each other out. Oh man, Ryan! If people want to find you on the internet, where do they find you, man? I am on Instagram and Twitch at Synthetic7S. You guys can find me from Sunday to Wednesday streaming at various different times throughout the day. 
Hell yeah. And what's uh, what's been on your, your stream menu these days? Uh, well, a lot of watch parties, given that we've been getting so many shows coming out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's actually kind of taken over like two different days at the moment. Um, and aside from that, I haven't really picked up a new story game yet. So we've kind of just been playing uh, a little bit of Destiny to make up for that until Hell yeah. I found another replacement story game. Fuck yeah. I mean, we'll probably have a bunch of shit coming soon anyway, right? Oh yeah. Hopefully. Hell yeah. Uh, Ollie, if people want to find you on the internet, where can they find you? Uh, on Instagram at oliver.hruiz or wherever you can find Ryan. Rui. God, your last name's fun to say. And if you want to find me on the internet, I don't know why you would, but you should. And definitely subscribe and say hello. You can slide into my DMs or whatever the kids are doing these days. That sounds oddly sexual, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm already in your DMs, so why are you telling other people to slide in yours? Excuse well, me, sir. Can we just not have like a group affair? <laughs> no. the more the merrier no. more fun with more i don't know i don't i don't know how that stuff works three's a crowd know. as they say <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to think of something witty you stopped me you yeah. stopped me you got me if you want to find me on the internet folks you can find me uh on twitter or the instagram on twitter at the real snurfin on instagram at snurfin and you can find our podcast us, all three of us, on Twitter and Instagram at Nerdy Nomicron. And that's it. That's the show. That's episode 30. Until next week, enjoy that outro music, and we will catch you, motherfuckers, on the flip side. Adios. Peace. Peace.